Christmas Eve. Yeah, baby. It's kind of crazy, man. Um, and fear not, because no, we did not forget about y'all. We didn't forget about the people who who helped make this show go round and just know that we are going to be putting out some year-end award uh, yeah, nominees. It's going to be done a little bit different this year. We want to hear from y'all. Uh, you know, you guys going to help us kind of narrow down who's going to be making the cut. And then from there, that's when we're going to be, yeah. you know. I, I've been coming up with some mental nominees for different categories oh, as well. Me, I, so I, I've, I've been, been trying to, yeah. I've been trying to do the same, obviously, kind of, uh, you know. Back uh, up, yeah. keep, Keeping a lot of what we, we, we've we already done, preserving a lot of the uh, the nominations we had before. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of categories from before. But also, you know, it's, there's some new stuff going on. And, you know, just uh, there may be some new things. But, uh, you know, let's not get into all that things right afoot. now. Yes. Because first thing you need to know is my name is Quincy Jones. Go. Uh-huh. And to my right is the best damn tag team partner alive, And Jack. on this planet, you know what it is, the hip-hop hybrid, the one and only in the worlds of pro wrestling and hip-hop. It's I, Doc Lesnar, man. You know what it is. We back with another week of wrestling review and news. This is the Quincy Jones well, Show, baby. News, we say that with a uh, grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly... To be honest, kind of a good thing, right? That there hasn't I been would, a whole lot. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's a lot it's, of the same, but mo- most of it's like scuttlebutt and things that are more toxic. Not, yeah, yeah, not. not part of the actual professional wrestling world it's yeah not something personal. we want to promote or no. add, give give any more uh, no, life a day to, no so. life no no breath of fresh air no, we're not exactly. even address it Mm-mm. um kevin owens no, that's no. not what we're talking about at all. but uh i do want to say i do have a little bit of stuff um not a whole lot yeah just a little but, bit but it's cool because you know i actually had quite a bit uh had my hands filled with NXT, pause, pause. I, you know, I didn't even uh, get a chance to watch, so I'll be quite a busy show, and um, and I'll tell you why. It's because they're actually booking towards New Year's uh, Evil again. Oh, okay. So you that's gonna what? be uh, in I think early January. I was thinking from last week is you know you were right. Grayson Waller came through. He had the charisma, but I, it was hard not to think when I watched it. I was like, is this what Kip Sabian was supposed to be? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very similar accents, not from the same same country, but. It's hard, the, the, like that smugness. That the differences. He has know? a nice looking chick a D named Penelope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will, say, I will say this. Speaking of uh, the NXT stuff, um, I guess kind of speaking about the NXT stuff because we did just see uh, news about AJ Styles coming out of NXT. Yeah, boy. Um, worth noting, and I thought this was. I was like, man, I guess this is something a bone that they're gonna throw him. But uh, I did hear that he and Omos mm-hmm. had quite of a backstage confrontation with the powers that be, depending who you ask. Mm. Um, they're just frustrated with booking right now. Uh, one minute they know what they're doing between them two, and next minute they want to do something where I, I, maybe they feel like it's too soon to do something with them in a certain way. Um, so I, I, the thing is, you can't argue that as a result of him kind of not necessarily, quote-unquote, babysitting Omos, mm. but you know, allowing Omos to hook 
his trailer to his hitch. Yeah. Um, it's kind of slowed down AJ's no. individual momentum. In a, you know what no, I mean? I thought I heard Monday uh, they finally. I was I was going to bring that yeah, up because oh, okay. they, they do allude to that on NXT. You know, they, they kind of finally did the split the between kapoot. them. Yep. Um, they're going to be uh, booking a, a one-on-one match with them next week. Um, but I heard that it's just also just some, you know, booking frustrations on, on, on the end of AJ Styles. And, I, and I, I don't blame him. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's for them to continue being together or maybe the way that they're trying to do. Because what I heard was um, there was a certain style of push they were going to attempt to do. But it didn't end up working out. So what they ended up doing is actually giving that same push. They didn't want to waste it. That's who they they're giving it to. Uh, Veer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but the one that they've been like teasing for trying ever. to get us to care about. I mean, yeah, I'm just he was keep he it was the funky. guy that was part of the that one team, right? That Bivens uh, was. Yeah, first. he he was he yeah he. I mean, but before, then they got in trouble for leaking. Yeah, right? he wasn't the okay. one who got in trouble. He he was also if you remember. Uh, you know the other guy that was running with Shanky, yeah, and um, and yeah, I'm trying to remember and, uh, the Jinder name. Mahal. Can't remember the name of that tag team, but yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Indushare, Indushare, yeah, yeah. Uh, Industries, <laughs> Bivens Industry Shares, yeah, all that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was interesting that you know as soon as I heard about the stuff with AJ Styles and you know him trying to figure out what the heck they're doing with him, um, then we kind of see him. I mean, as far as I know. Featured for the first time on NXT ever. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of, I don't know if the word is telling. I, it depends on, you know, who you're a fan of in the situation. But the fact that it's because of Grayson Waller, you know, it's kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on that later. But, um, yeah, I heard about some some issues going on with, with AJ and management uh, as far as booking. Um, but in the same vein of NXT, um, on a plus side, and um, I, I'll break it down because I, I don't include it in my notes because I thought it was such a nothing segment mm. until I realized it led to something else later in the night. But uh, Zoe Starks is said to have uh, been, you know, undergoing a, a really great recovery uh, oh, okay. as far as I think it was the torn uh, ACL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a legit thing. That That's why they had to write her off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, said that she's already walking around without crutches. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So um, I guess she's doing a little bit of weight, uh, weight training okay. uh, as well. So... But that's good, you know what I mean. And, and the only reason I say that's because uh, there's a segment on NXT where she is, she's actually shown walking with no crutches, still got her uh, her knee in the brace, the hard brace, mm. uh, walking toward the trainer's room with Io Shirai, and then like they get interrupted by uh, Wild and and um, and Raul mm-hmm. from El uh, uh, Legato, yeah, and they're just on some like trying to cut in line like to see the doctor before them, even though they're like, they're both like in suits. So I don't know what they need to see him for, but they're like, Hey, top talent gets top priority. I was like, that's the worst way yeah. to talk to your other talent on TV. That's so weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially you're like, y'all ain't even held gold. They, these are former world tag team champions <laughs> Man. in the women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, what y'all talking about? Um, but, uh, and then Electra Lopez came out of nowhere because of course, EO started cursing them out in Japanese. And she's like, oh, yeah, they say you're crazy. They, you know, look at you all, uh, you know, ranting and, and hollering. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid of you. And then, like, she says something to her in, like, low Japanese. Like, don't even yell at her. She's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to make sure you heard this. Mm-hmm. She's like, da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at her, she's just like, all right, all right, cool, all right. And, like, kind of just, like, cautiously backs out. It's uh, that octave, that low octave, you're like, oh, that's eerily confident that's <laughs> like that uh have you ever seen that cutaway of uh fucking peter griffin being a, a translator yeah yeah he's like oh, I, gotta, I gotta take the 
Prime Minister Alfred Tapas. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh, he said war. He said war. He said war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, and he didn't say it. It's just, it's just how loud he yeah, sounded. Yeah. He's like, oh, I know that's about war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, goddamn. Uh, it reminded me of that for some reason. But yeah, uh, good news for Zoe Starks. She's on the move. Um, I didn't. I told you I didn't know where she stood. You know, with this new quote unquote edict or unofficial. Um, you know, yeah. As far uh, as what they're looking for now, but good to see her back. I'm not going to pretend I'm a huge fan of hers, but it's good to see that they're not. I mean, because my thing is like, all right, cool. Now all we need is fucking Thatcher back. Where the fuck this dude at? I, I, I think what <laughs> it is too. It's not. I think it's one of those. It's age versus in. in what age you look like, you know, because I think that goes for both with Zoe because Zoe looks older than she is. I think she's late 20s, but still, you know, like you got to wonder because she look wise, look like she could have been the same age as as uh, Taya. She got that's cut, true. Well, you know, you know what's mean? crazy? Like, it's like even Mercedes uh, uh, Martinez. Yeah. She, she's, uh, I think, a little early in her early 40s. She don't, I, I would yeah. have thought she's in like 35. But she's been on the LA Indies for a uh, while, yeah, 100%, too, but, pining at that. But yeah, I but saw again, her. She how was, they look, how old they look. I would yeah. have never thought in her 40s. I, I saw she was on uh, Renee's that's where podcast not yeah, too long yeah. ago, which I thought was a it's good. It's pretty good listen. Uh, yeah, this, definitely want to hear that. Pretty, so. Yeah, really, really good listen. And then she actually just had Gail Kim on there as well, but yeah. you know, speaking of edicts and and you know, I guess whatever they're looking for for NXT, I know yeah. you had like a small quote where they just want to make sure that people know, hey, yeah, we're not discriminating well, against anybody. Yeah, because you know the the big thing we kept hearing was, um, you know, the when it I hate to call it this, but like I guess the house cleaning that was with NXT and even some of the bigger names that are arguably still. Crazy to have let go and Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, guys like that, that, you know, definitely had money in them. Um, you know, they, we kept hearing if they were like, you know, basically internet or independent wrestling darlings that they weren't really going to be going that direction anymore. You know, there's the argument of, hey, were you actually over or did you bring this homegrown buzz over here and we were just able to harness it on a bigger platform you know, that is WWE, but it's almost, you know, even when they said that, it almost made it seem like it wasn't a real signing. You just signed to use us for our resources, which I don't really think, I think is any guys like that I thought was very mutual, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, there is a little bit of truth in that for sure, but I don't think it goes without saying or un- un yeah. Smoking about like I think it's kind of like you said it's kind of knowledgeable and you know everyone on both sides is aware if that's I, what the deal is going on. I but, think yeah. it sounded like Joe or Rude or even Shinsuke like the kind of buzz they came coming in definitely put more eyes on the product. But I digress. It's funny you said it because uh, there's somebody here who who name drops a lot of people you just said mm-hmm. um, in that regard. But um, I think. We want to waste no time. Time, well, time to go. Well, no, I was going to do oh, the, yeah, yeah, that's, I didn't sorry, even get I'm to sorry. that part. Yeah, I mean, because basically the, the point we're making is uh, it seemed like they were keen on not looking in the direction of wrestlers that come from the independent circuit. They want to build them from the ground up. Whether you want to use your JBL voice or not, it depends on you. He mean. looks like Von <laughs> Wagner. No, he doesn't, John. You, you know he what I mean? doesn't look like, like Von Wagner. They, they from really the want up. it to be developmental where they're cranking out stars. Like they've even said, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to crank out future WrestleMania main eventers, you know, which is impossible because you know not everyone gets that spot, you know. But to kind of update that feeling, that vibe, or that, you know, Specifications, demand, yeah, right, yeah, and what they yeah. were looking for because they were really specific in age and 
age range, I should say, and weight class, height, and all that stuff. Uh, there was a recent quote. I can't tell you uh, who it came from, but basically the general idea was, quote, if someone is really super on the indies, it's not like WWE won't hire them, but they're not looking at the 5'9", five, 5'7", five, guys anymore. That's the difference. If you come from the indies and you're 6'3", they're definitely going to give you a look. So I thought that was interesting because that makes me think of, you know, a guy like we saw at, you know, uh, Final Battle was like Silas Young. Well, you I was even I mean? thinking. He's a big guy. So like, I was thinking like as far as big guys, I'm like, they probably could have signed a guy like Brody King. They probably would Yeah, or Moose before he moved on to Impact, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe after he's – because I, I have heard that there's always been uh, continuous interest in getting a guy like Moose, which I totally understand, but – you know, we'll see. But I thought that was interesting to bring to the show because, like we said, we we talked about it. It's like, oh, so you think that it hurts your product that somebody had a name value before they came to NXT because NXT now, was better been, than the main roster. And always, it didn't need three hours to do it. Sorry, go ahead, man. They've always been weird about that, right? But then when you look at the history, the territories and stuff, mm -hmm. that's what made the territories. Someone would get big in one, and then, you know, if, they, if you were to bring them in with that name value they made somewhere else – it's going to bring name value, reputation, mm -hmm. exclusivity a little bit, and money. Yeah. The money yeah. to your door. I mean, so I, it's it's weird that they've soured on, no, 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 you're only a star uh, in, in the WWE's uh, beer goggles. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they were doing over there in TNA or Ring of Honor or, or that other place. Like You know what I mean? It's so weird, but it's like... But if it wasn't for the other place, you wouldn't even know I would exist. No, that and, you know, and like that, guys from New Japan. That's why it's of such an unreasonable like thing. Like, we don't want to acknowledge the other guys, but without the other guy, and we'll never say and see that we watch their product. But somehow these guys are on our radar. Whether it's Jr. Regal, uh, Abrisco, uh, you know, Patterson, Rest his Soul, whoever it was that was watching tape at the time, J.J. Dillon, whatever era you're from, like whether if it's those guys that Dillon? brought it, you know, what I mean to. <laughs> To uh to Vince to get his eyeballs on it, but uh, just like you said, if it didn't happen somewhere else, you're not gonna know who this guy is. And we all know that the trope. Okay, we'll bring him in here so I can make his character my character. But Dude, even you know, we we talked about not not to cut you off, but no, I was just gonna good. say we talked about not too long ago when I brought up the things about ageism and Taya and all that. Uh, maybe three, four you know episodes ago, I remember one of the things I said was they brought on guys like the Journeyman. The Samoa Joes, the Danny Birches, the guys who have been on tour because, you know, when they, remember when they were going on tour in Riverside, we were like, oh, who's Kushida fighting? I'm there. Samoa Joe going to be, you know what I mean? It's the name value, going back to what you said, that brought us to the to the gate. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It, it, it's crazy to, to think that they go back and forth. I just don't really think Vince knows what he wants. You know what I mean? I heard he actually made a, another bad taste comment on Monday saying he loves to fire people. And it's like... I don't yeah, care how in character were... you think that that sounded in your head. Like that that came off so shoot. Like and you need to watch. Well, that it, shoot. it was the way he said it because he's talking about doing it right before the holiday. Yeah, and it's like what? Why would you? Why, why would you say that? I got one more time to lean into this Vince McMahon character <laughs> right before. I mean, it depends who you ask because it's still you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know. It's weird. What I will say uh, on that note, just to cap it off, is mm -hmm. it, it's it's weird that. You know that that is the new approach when you're thinking about when he brought in guys back in like the the 90s. Yeah, guys like Vader who had the name from where WCW, New Japan. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, we're gonna bring in Wildman Mark Merrill. I wonder where you've seen him before. You know what I mean? Like I'm it's saying, just, man. It, yeah, it's just we're all backwards now. But you know what? Um, like I said, 
I'm about to uh, get into tell the 2.0 of the show. Do it. <laughs> oh man, um, no. But I will say, yeah, it was kind of a stacked show. Um, stacked. Just uh, some stuff I didn't include. Some stuff I kind of bunched together to for for uh, condensation purposes, mm-hmm. um, or for I guess con- condensing purposes. I'm, I'm not 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 that I have a drink with condensation on it but anyways <laughs> uh i'm sorry i'm just laughing because i just heard like uh uh <laughs> angle do an interview with uh keeping 100 and they were asking him about how tna was and he was like you know in wwe you know you don't really get to use like you know your uh you know uh, creative ability i'm like creativity you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like there's a word for it uh, that's the <laughs> I'll be chair shots. It was just, yeah, it was just, uh, it was one of the things. Anyways, mm-hmm. NXT, man, let's get off uh, to a run and start here. Tommaso Ciampa is in the ring hitting a promo. Says that as the NXT champion, you are the hunted, and everyone has their eyes on you, but it says that he's different from every man who's held the title before him because he does the hunting, and last week it was Braun Breaker who was the hunted. Mm. Uh, says Braun doesn't have to interrupt him, despite knowing his music's probably going to hit any minute to do so. The champ actually invites him down to the ring because he has something he has to say to him face to face. And on cue, Breaker's music hits as he comes down to the ring and he motions for a microphone. But Champa tells him, "Hey, you don't know. You don't need a microphone." <laughs> tells the ring the guy, the, the ring crew, not to give him one. Mm. He said because everyone already knows what you're thinking, and I already know what you're going to say. Uh, talks about him making a statement at War Games uh, by pinning him to the mat. Says Braun definitely has earned another shot at the title and says he earned it for uh, not only just to earn it, but he earned it for, I don't know, let's say January 4th at uh, NXT TakeOver New Year's Evil. Uh, so that, that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just, just, that's, okay. how, that's how we announce it now. Yep. Uh, says that he agrees that Braun did deserve this shot, but hopes he doesn't drown again like the first time. Uh, he does call him special for getting a second shot at the championship when most talent barely can get a first shot, uh, but says again, you know, but he earned it and wants him to remember something about jumping into the deep end with the champ. That uh, last time he exposed his inexperience in and out of the ring after beating him at Halloween Havoc, uh, says Braun may have all the tools, but the thing is, he's not ready to be a champion in his NXT. Mm. He name drops guys like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Finn Balor, Mm -hmm. and says, while those guys have had 10 to 20 years of experience, Braun has had only, what, maybe 10 to 20 matches? Oof. Says he doesn't think Braun is ready for the bright lights, the weight on his shoulders, and the responsibility. Maybe too much too soon. Mm. Says even if if he does manage to walk out of New Year's Evil as champ, he'll take, he said, sure, he'll take the title home and get heralded by his family. They'll put the belt on the mantle and tell... Reality hits you hard in the face as Champa slaps Braun now and tells him that the ra- that reality is me, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, before Braun goozles the champ by the neck and picks him up in the gorilla press, but slowly puts him back down, just toying with Ciampa as if to say, I can hit my finish whenever I want on you. Mm. Before telling Ciampa that there's now blood in the water and that the shark is going to eat him alive at New Year's Evil, and we see Ciampa looking a little bit shook while grabbing Goldie. Um, a little uncharacteristic because, you know, he brought it to him last week. But Gotcha. Yeah. 
that was a it's a pretty good segment. Uh, oh, first yeah. solid uh, Got ten me minutes of the curious. show. Yeah. Uh, from here, we had a recap of Grayson Waller trolling AJ Styles on uh, basically everything I sent you the other day via Twitter. Mm. Uh, from here, we had Raquel uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, you know, she's shown backstage walking towards the ring um, because you know that she has the the street fight with uh, Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dakota tries to attack her out of nowhere as the two women brawl to kick off their scheduled street fight, but not really to kick it off because. I'll tell you. Kai, oh, okay. <laughs> Kai tries for a running... Again, this is all in the back. Try Kai's for, uh, Kai, I'm sorry. Kai tries for a running Hurricane Rana, but Raquel catches her and swings her into one of the truss setups. Uh, then Lon darts her into a cage door. You know, like Shit. one of those ones... Uh, you remember when uh, they did the last man standing match between uh, Edge and Randy? In the PC, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they okay. had like a bunch yeah. of those like mm-hmm. freaking, yeah, like storage uh, closets, like with gates and shit. It was yeah. one of those kind of doors. Okay. Uh, Raquel also uh, picks up one of the trusts herself and rams it into Dakota's midsection at one point. Oh shit! Uh, Dakota tries to set up a plastic table like this one <laughs> when she gets approached by two referees who keep telling her that the match hasn't even started yet and that they need to get it to the ring. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. They're they're really trying. Yeah. And from here, that these two referees are following them as while she's distracted, Raquel grabs a cart like one of those like small ones you would push for like transferring like heavy cargo yeah, or equipment, gotcha. whatever. Mm-hmm. She gets the coat on it, and then she like rams it into you know into one of those uh, pull up garage doors before Dakota goes crashing into it. Uh, both of them continue to brawl to the outside of that facility through picture in picture. You see Raquel, tack- she tackles the shit out of Dakota into a minivan. It was Ooh, pretty crazy. Shit. Okay. Uh, as the fight goes from one backstage uh, area to another, because they go from this, you know, she's walking to the ring, they fight, they brawl outside, now they're in the parking lot, and then they make it to another building mm-hmm. that looks like the other one, and they're in another identical backstage area. It's so weird. Like that I'm is like, weird. Yeah, and then um, the, the weird part about that it is, to, mm, okay. weird part about it is there's a ladder that's just randomly set up. It's like a revolving set. Yeah, oh. it really was. And uh, Dakota uses uh, the ladder and bounces Raquel's head off the ladder. Again, just randomly set up. I'm like, what do we do? Somebody fixing a light over here? Yeah, what's, going what's on? up? Yeah. Uh, both Sabu got it. He, <laughs> know, he knows the logic, man. Uh, both women finally fight their way to the ring as the match officially starts. Uh, from here, I just kind of you know listed the... The greatest hits in terms of spots. Uh, Dakota puts a garbage can on Raquel while she's laying on the floor and hits a jumping double stomp from the apron that caved the, the fuck in. <laughs> uh, Raquel power bombs Dakota on the still steps on the outside. Finish comes though when she picks her up power bomb style and then switches her and puts her on her shoulder and then power bombs the shit out of Dakota onto a car, another garbage can for the win. Um, at one point, she set up a table in the corner, so you thought that a spot was going to happen, yeah, gonna but, ha- yeah. but nothing happened. Uh, but then post-match, Raquel immediately grabs a microphone, and she's calling out Mandy Rose, demands a woman's title rematch, and says she's not waiting anymore. Uh, of course, Cora comes out instead and gives this lassadaisical promo about uh. how she knows Raquel wants and deserves another title shot against Mandy but says that she wants Mandy and Toxic Attraction to pay for what they did to her arm and some shit about cutting the head off the snake and taking the title away from Mandy. Raquel gives her her props on her swanton from, from the, the War Games and says, you know, yeah, we came out on the other side of War Games together, but when it comes to this woman's title, it's every woman for themselves, mamita. Mm. And I says, doesn't care who gets in her way, whether it's an enemy or a friend, she's going to go through anyone to get her title back. Uh, Cora says, not unless I get there first, which I was like, bitch, nobody wants to see that. Who who, who you piping up to? (laughs) 
And then, you know, not before both of them get interrupted by Mandy Rose mm-hmm. via cell phone. I'll put a question mark. It's like, it's weird because like the Tron like she the, uh, the Tron like, is casting yeah. her first person view of whatever she's yeah, filming. Yeah, like as if she's on fa- FaceTime yeah, she, or something. Yeah, and she's in a red bikini, her hair up, she has makeup on, and look like she's doing a little nighttime poolside action shoot. If y'all know, y'all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically says she mm-hmm. she's gonna kill two ugly birds with one stone, and that it'll be a triple threat uh, at New Year's Evil versus her versus Cora versus Raquel. Uh, and then from there, Toxic Attraction come out and attack both Raquel and Cora from behind with kendo sticks as they take out Cora and then double-team Raquel by throwing uh, her through that table that I just brought up uh, that was set up in the corner earlier. Uh, I was thinking, I was like, something's going to happen. I'm like, yo, is she about to put Cora through this table? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say yeah. that, yeah. Uh, Go after that shoulder, man. <laughs> uh, worth noting, it was announced later in the night that Toxic Attraction will, uh, uh, will face Cora, Jade, and Raquel Gonzalez next week in a tag match. So I think we kind of saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, coming. Uh, from here, this is uh, only worth bringing up because I've been giving you updates on this woman. Uh, ringside shot of commentary team with Barrett and Vic Joseph as the sleeping girl is in the background with the fans front row. That's so weird. And I, I, I think, again, I think it's Karen Q. I think it is. It's got to be, right? That's but it's just like. like the way that they just act like she's not there. It's just it's yeah. funny. So um, they're just no selling her. They didn't even I mean they're she's in back of them. I so get this. But they don't ever look back in back of them, you know what uh, I mean? So she's just popping up all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh from here we got a recap of uh the attack from Harlan last week on Brian Kendrick. Uh we got a Joe Gacy promo. I guess this is uh you know, he was instructed to give some sort of apology. So the way he says it he goes, "You're going to put it on Harlan's heart to publicly apologize for his actions last week." He is far too sensitive to speak about it, but you can definitely see the look of regret written all over his face. <laughs> As he's just like stone-faced oh, in the yeah, background. Like, oh. uh, says Brian Kendrick actually triggered an emotion that took Harlan back to a time where people did not love him as much as Gacy does. Hmm. Uh, they don't condone violence, but says Kendrick did put his hands on Harlan after they were already doing what they were being told to do, which was leave the arena. It says that he used offensive language when he called him a freak. Says one could say he only has himself to blame, but says, you know what? I'm not the one to make that argument, though. I was like, this is so funny. Uh, but says that only he only wishes that everyone has learned and grow uh, and grew from this unfortunate incident. Thank you for your time. But later we get Kendrick on camera. Responds, uh, you know, he has a response while he's still in that neck brace he had last week at the trainer's, uh, um, you know, room. Mm-hmm. Says Gacy had a hell of an apology uh, for him from Harlan, but says that he probably thinks that he actually owes Harlan an apology after, you know, him saying, you know, he, he, he triggered this stuff and called him a name. Yeah. Uh, and says, you know what, I thought about that. And, you know, I actually started to do something about that as I actually decided to resign from being a coach and says that he signed a waiver as he slowly removes the neck brace and tells them that they can come and get his apology next week face-to-face in the ring. Really? The Brian Kendrick. Mm. Spanky. Don't take that shit. That's very interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you know. Just <laughs> just know when you see the Brian Kendrick in your yard. It's about to go hard. It's going hard. <laughs> uh, from here, we had a uh, backstage segment with Persia and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Persia tells Indy that their match got postponed tonight as Grayson Waller walks in the frame. <laughs> Bitch ass Grayson Waller. Oh, you're going to love this. Walks in the frame as Indy calls him a douche and calls him the worst for what he did to Johnny, which everyone, they, they say that guy mm. and Johnny. They're not saying Gargano. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Waller says that, hey, we're all Australians. We should have each other's backs. <laughs> Persia says you need to be less concerned about us and more concerned with AJ Styles, as Waller says he isn't scared of Styles and that they should watch what he does tonight as the Grayson Waller effect is the way of the future, as Persia has to hold Indy back, you know, making mm, fun of the way and all yeah. that. And he's like, I kicked. He's pop. really leaning into this, huh? Yeah, he was like, oh, I kicked. Uh, he said, uh, I kicked Papa out the house. Oh <laughs> man! Like that. <laughs> but he, the way he said, oh no, he said, I kicked Papa. That's how he said it, Papa. Oh man! It's like, oh my god. Uh, from here, we had the Creed Brothers versus the GYVs. Mm. That's my way of saying. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good day. Uh, Good day. I wish they had a better match. Creed's mm. overwhelmed the GYVs early with their technical prowess and Matt Wrestling as the I GYVs happen, uh, fight back with some fluid double-team work. Then out of nowhere, Jacket Time on some real cartoony shit show up and just pull up at ringside carrying, That's what I heard. carrying a mini announce table to do commentary. Uh, then Briggs and Jensen uh, take a stroll out there and get a closer look at the, at the match as well. Uh, but the finish comes when the GYVs... Uh, it's they're pretty much it's them and the Creeds fighting on the outside, and both teams are are teasing, putting the other one through the Jacket Time announce table before Jacket Time take umbrage, and they're like they start just attacking everybody, and mm. of course it's the DQ finish because they're not even in the match. Yeah, and then Briggs and Jensen on cue join the brawl to build up you know how competitive the tag division's getting, and you know they they, they make a commentary I should say they make reference to Imperium you know wondering if they're watching this. And all that and the like. Uh, speaking of which, uh, forgive me, but I do have to get to this next seg hella early because I wasn't going to bring it up any any other way. Uh, and I'm doing it just to condense the most of the tag team action of the night. Uh, we finally reached the end of the saga of the MSK Shaman. Uh, Riddle tells mm. them that they need to call out Imperium next week and then gifts them with some RK Bro merch, like hats and shirts. <laughs> uh, and then they ride off on their scooters only for them to run uh, a stop sign posted and a car seemingly, quote-unquote, hits Riddle as you only see flip-flops go flying in the air. <laughs> okay. MSK freak out, but then they wake up, still sitting at the bus stop, thinking that everything that just happened the last three weeks with Riddle was just a long, and I, I wrote this, they didn't say this, but a long marijuana-laced enhanced cushion app. Yeah. As they actually reach into their supplies bag, and, you know, they're like, oh, man, no more supplies. Like, meaning they did too much. Like, yeah. And they, they, they reach in the bag, but then they actually find the, the RK Bro merch. And they freak out, like, wait, so it did happen? Then, of course, a bus pulls up, and guess who hops off? Matt Riddle. That's right, Riddle. <laughs> who, for some reason, again, tells them that they need to call out Imperium next week again. Yeah. As they all, again, ride off on scooters again. But then this time, they stop at the stop sign and say, wait, bros, safety first. As they all look left, right, left, and unison on some Three Stooges, Dumb and Dumber, mildly entertaining type shit. Well, you know, you got to, it's for the kids, you know. You, you, you can't, you know, if you're going to have someone on a scooter, you got to, I guess, demonstrate safety, right? Yeah, true. That's very mm. true. And, uh, well, I thought, I thought their age, they're trying to reach the 18 and up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, also, Imperium get interviewed later about the MSK stuff, uh, and they just say, basically, you know, on their path to enlightenment, they found a shaman, but we have a general. I was like, yeah, y'all do have a Hulk. Yeah, but where you at? Y'all do have a Hulk, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, from here, we had, uh, and, and again, forgive me if any of this stuff is out of order. Some stuff I just paired with, you know, the yeah, other Yeah, it makes thing, sense, you know yeah, I mean? especially if it's going to get threaded through the show anyway. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams, yay. Finally, yeah. Huh. 
uh, the fight we really wanted. Vic Joseph made an interesting call and commentary saying, it's gut check time for Loomis. Hmm. I'll let it linger. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. I do. Uh, Baird says that, this was another thing that was funny. Baird kind of just like totally broke kayfabe around Loomis's character. He says, he says he knows Loomis can, oh, let, me, let me try. I know Loomis can go. But what I ask is, what is what's with all the extracurriculars? And he, he blames him falling in love with India Hartwell as the reason why he does things like slide around on his groin and act like he can't speak. Just be normal. <laughs> Shit. Damn. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I came to shoot. I came to bring the pain. <laughs> yeah, man, apparently, yeah. You, 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 you like Ye? You mess with Ye? I mess with Ye. I mess with Ye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match is uh, what it is on paper, man. Just Loomis slithering around and about, spooking the fuck out of Trick. Uh, during the match, though, Diamond Mine is shown watching from the Eagle's Nest. I remember this time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trick is getting there for his size, but he's still a bit green in the ring, but, you know, doing you know doing some basics. Doing things. Scoop slams and shit. Mm. Uh, one point, Loomis is on the outside of the ring and gets confronted by Carmelo Hayes, because, of course, he's outside with his boy, Trick Trick, uh, who holds <laughs> his ground, uh, showing he ain't scared, but Loomis hits him with a thumbs up. As Roderick Strong ends up pulling the belt from around his waist from behind, oh, okay. causing him to be like, what the fuck? Mm. And he gets attacked, uh, pretty much attacks Carmelo from behind as they continue fighting through the crowd, to the back, and then off camera, uh, leaving Trick alone against Loomis. Uh, but the finish comes when Trick tries to use his shoe to hit Loomis, but he counters with the Uranagi into the silence and chokes him out. Uh, and, and no, uh, for those wondering, I'm not going to quote uh, at least not in the episode. I, I'll tell you off off mic <laughs> the terrible promo that we got from from Trick uh, oh, regarding no. this match. Prior, it was it oh, really was, usually I, he's got a couple sl- tr- well, tricks up his sleeve. I'd say it like that. But, I, yeah. I mean, you would think so with a name like Trick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you one of the okay. I, I, one of the throwaways he said was, "My name is Tricky B Williams, and the B stands for you better ask somebody." I was like, tricky. Okay. Told, I think I told you something else he did. Where so, he said, about, "I ain't no punk. We finna believe him in the trunk." <laughs> but that's not the worst, and I'm not gonna bring that. Because remember, I told you, oh, after Melo won, he said something like, "Talk your talk about something like, oh, it's in the D, it's in the, D- I don't know, something about like it's in the dictionary after this because oh, yeah. damn, we're good or and, something and, like and that, it was something dumb. stupid it, like after hell no or something. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah that's what, like, yeah. Oh uh, hell no. Te- technically, what. because you use the E after the H, that would actually make it uh, right uh, before. <laughs> it's like it was like y'all y- y- y'all gotta teach him. Yeah, y'all gotta let him know before he go out well, yeah, there, man. Before he go out there, it's just yeah. that red light get him. Man, on. Yeah. Uh, Post match though, Loomis gets attacked from behind by Grayson Waller mm. with the chair and tells him he's gonna take out NXT's first family one by one. Uh, worth noting is they do announce Dexter Loomis versus Grayson Waller for next week. Uh, but we do see Waller kind of freeze up though when uh, the Tron plays live footage of AJ Styles arriving to the ring to which. He actually opens up the chair and puts it down and says, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for him. Mm. This is what I want. <laughs> I ain't scared of no ghosts. Okay. Okay, yeah. Waller. Bitch-ass Waller. Yeah, so he's like, I mean, me and my mom, him and my mom got the same haircut. And I mean, that's not a look on my mom. That's, yeah. a, that's bad on him. Honest, yeah, I was, <laughs> like, I was, it was good, but I was just like, oh, this motherfucker. He's, you know, he's getting the heat. He's getting the heat. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like everyone was mad about that. They're like, dude, really? The soccer mom thing? That's like, it's, it's been played out. Like, so it's, old. it's the go to, but it's like, yeah. Even those who aren't a fan of him are like, pick something else. <laughs> yeah, no, because so, it's <laughs> something fruit. else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, man. 
Like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, I got the AJ Styles Waller uh, segment here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. You might want to, you know, perk up on them ears. Styles comes out to the ring. Before he can talk, though, Waller introduces him to the crowd and tells them you're welcome since Grayson Waller effect single-handedly brought AJ Styles to NXT. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as Styles tells him to shut the hell up, calls him the biggest jackass in NXT and asks if he feels popular after talking so much trash on social media. Waller says that he does since he got his attention and asks why he's even in NXT, which I was like, well, you kind of said his name, fam. You, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and asks if, oh, I know, you're trying to be the, the veteran that comes in to help all the newer guys, right? The newer, younger guys. Oh, man. He says, oh, no, I know. This must be because your meal ticket almost left you last night on Raw. Ah. You must need a new tag team partner to ma- help make you relevant again on Raw. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I'm more of a singles guy. <laughs> as uh, Styles questions his claims of being relevant at all, as he says, you're the one who called me out to get the AJ Styles rub. Mm. Uh, says that he's seen his matches, but starts to compare his ring atti- his choice of ring attire as, you know, he has the gloves and the elbow pad and says it looks a lot familiar as Waller uh, says he has potential, says, yeah, you're young and cocky, and I could appreciate that, but future superstar? Ah, the jury's still out on you, but guys like Braun Breaker, Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo Hayes, yeah, those are future superstars, but says that Waller's problem is he'd rather look good and lose than to look bad and win. Which I was trying to decipher because I don't know mm. how you look bad winning unless you cheat the win. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it it means like being willing to do what it takes to win, even if it means winning. Winning looks ugly, you know, which is a, a term I've heard. That's before. true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Waller tries to brag about uh, yet again. Guess again, <laughs> uh, leading his team to a win in war yeah, games. Yeah, I was about to say if it wasn't that, he was going to be going on about stealing LA Knights, the vehicular. <laughs> Which, you know what? We didn't even get him talking about him at all. That's a pretty interesting scene as we did, did just cover that. Uh, Style says it's not about wins and losses, though, to him, so much as it's, it's just about likes and swipes. Uh, Waller tries to check AJ on his tone and attitude towards him in his ring as he notes that he no longer has Omos to fight his battles anymore and says that in NXT, I end guys like you. Ooh. As Styles goads him to do it, pretty much... You know, presses him and calls him out for having, he says, you've had a good three weeks while I've been phenomenal for 20 plus years. <laughs> Crowd popped big for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bucks. Um, and, they, and again, he still, he so goads him into like, come on, enemy, what's up? What's up, fam? Mm-hmm. You ain't know about the, the Georgia Pitbull <laughs> and my redneck. <laughs> Man. From the dirt. I got it at the dirt, fam. No. <laughs> uh, Waller takes his shirt off uh, like he wants to fight, but of course ducks out like the chicken shit that he is nice. and tells him, I'll let Amos get first dibs next week, and then I got second. Wow. Basically referring to, you know, their singles match against each other next week. Yeah, that's week, sure but, to happen. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, as a heel, it's kind of smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from here, we had Diamond Mine backstage promo again. You know, remember they did show up uh, at the Eagle's Nest during the uh, the match with Trick and uh, Dexter. Yeah. Malcolm basically challenges Carmelo Hayes to a champion versus champion, title versus title match at oh, New Year's shit. Evil. Uh, Roddy tells him, uh, basically, man, you got you got a little over two weeks to find those balls. So I was like, that's the mm. best I've ever heard from you. <laughs> uh, and that's all he said. And then uh, as uh, Biven says... Merry Christmas, ho. Ho, ho. <laughs> I was mm. like, oh, you should have just left it at a ho. Yeah. Uh, later, we get a response from Carmelo, who basically accepts and is just talking his talk, uh, you know, as they do. 
Uh, Barrett is actually announced to host the contract signing for what they're calling the title unification match. So I guess this is what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, them, you know, either introducing a new title or getting rid of one of the ones they had. Um, it's a shame. I don't, like, I feel like it makes more sense for Roddy to win because I would he's already so. held that title. Yeah. And he's doing a lot of the great, you know, heavy lifting with the Cruiserweight title. Absolutely. But Carmelo, you know, I get it. He's the newer, the newer, uh, you know, toy in the sh- in the chest. The breakout tournament was great. He's uh, actually has a real connection with the crowd, uh, whether heel or face. You know, he he, he gets it done in the ring. So yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's a, kind of a toss up, but I, I am looking forward to it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, no, I think it, it, it's gonna be something to definitely watch. I'm just. Uh yeah, I'm just curious. Just curious to, uh, to see what direction they go with it. Because I thought they were going to lean on Gacy with that, but it, I, now I don't understand what the whole thing was about. I just feel like we could have just not gotten that match, you know, and you could have waited to do the inclusive it was thing like, it was just to get a, the payoff. It was like. just a way to put them on the card, I feel like. Yeah, that's, right? that's how it – it's definitely how it came off. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, come off, this guy needs to get off my screen. Von Wagner versus Idris Anofat. Uh, in one of the early, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to write this. Von Wagner walks out in one of the what must have been one of the early throwaway Baron Corbin character development biker vests Ouch. with the earth tones on it. Oh man! Enofe <laughs> uh, almost surprises uh, Wagner early with a small package, uh, but Von Von Wagner makes him pay using his size and power to pretty much dominate the match. Uh, Robert Stone shown uh, walking down and watching the, the match from ringside mm-hmm. as Idris Anofe from out of nowhere rolls up Wagner in a sunset flip uh, flip pin and upsets him. Wow, okay. First, first big win against uh, one of their boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Stone shakes his head unimpressed with the win. I don't know if unimpressed with the win or unimpressed with uh, Wagner allowing it to happen, but uh, Wagner actually, of course, uh, ends up attacking Anofe post-match and hits the Olympic Slam and then the short-arm clothesline a la Jake Roberts. Mm. Uh, and then Wagner leaves no, the who ring. who he thinks he is. Uh, you're right. I don't, I don't know. Piece of shit. No. I'm the <laughs> Kyle killer. No. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Wagner leaves the ring and, uh, you know, of course, not without shoulder bumping Robert Stone in the process on his way past him. But uh, he still looked like he was, like, looking at some prime beef that he wanted to, <laughs> to invest in. So it was mm-hmm. like... I'll take that. I accept that. You know, kind yeah, of, no, kind definitely. Of mm-hmm. uh, from here, we had uh, Io Shirai and Electra Lopez. This is uh, back to, you know, as a result of that segment I, I talked about earlier yeah. with the Zoe Starks thing. I just thought it was something they were planting seeds for. And I was like, oh, y'all got a match tonight? I was like, and that's a trip. Yeah. I never really see y'all film something for, for the sake. Yeah, for the, you, you guys don't really do it for the sake of doing it. Oh, 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 here's the background of why. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Post this on the on the mm. Twitter so we see this earlier in the day. You know what I mean? So it's Some, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, because because it came off as if like the other we have to do it today. Yeah, well, the, the segment that it happened, it came off as it it happened during the show. Gotcha. Not, not like it was like something that happened. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And of course, again, I, I keep questioning who's making these matches. <laughs> Regal's not even in his office anymore, man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have a pencil. That's <laughs> the thing. I'm wondering what's anyway. Go ahead. Doug. So, Io Shirai, Alexa Lopez, I mean, I'm going to keep it short, uh, and, and this is no disrespect to the performers, but uh, Alexa is obviously still, uh, you know, getting better yeah. as well. So, I mean, it's nothing a whole lot to write home about. It's honestly a device to further some other things going on. So, here we go. Uh, Alexa is shown walking, you know, to down to the ring before the commercial, uh, as Zion Quinn is seen watching in the background like a creeper. Um <laughs> Uh, and I just want to say how I've missed Io Shirai's solo entrance, man. Uh, just thrashing about and just just 
Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't, I haven't seen it. Obviously, you know, you know, War Games, you don't get to do a full engine. Yeah. So it was just like, and, you know, she'd been doing the whole thing with Zoe and shit. So I've just been like, I haven't seen her on TV for a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. No, nah, uh, I totally get you. Anyways, I'll get the flowers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm trying to be less toxic since I have to cover this. When I'm not having to cover this and write down notes, you know, I, I let the mm-hmm. I let the opinion fly. But a lecture with an impressive standing spine buster on Shirai. Uh, and actually was selling for Shirai pretty well. Um, Shirai tries for a moonsault at one point, uh, but gets knocked off the uh, the turnbuckle as Zion Quinn comes out mid-match, like we knew. Uh, mm. Wild and Mendoza try to attack him, but he fends them both off as he pulls out a fucking mistletoe, B. A fucking mistletoe. <sighs> and hops up on the apron, distracting Electra for a moment, holding it over their heads, before Santos comes out and pulls Zion off the apron and then tries to attack him, but then Zion throws him into the steel steps instead, and Shirai uh, sneaks Electra from behind and hits the moonsault for the win. Hmm. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I couldn't help. Like the, I'm like, for real? This didn't sound like it did anything for anyone, and it sounds like it's leading to Zion and and uh, and, and EO against Santos and, and what's her name? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't necessarily involve uh, EO so much. Besides, just you know, opening up a, a distraction for her to get the win over her. But yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm surprised that it's still going on. But again, it, I don't think it did any favors for Zion with the fucking mistletoe. I'm like, I get it. Christmas is this week. Mm-hmm. Calm it down. Calm it down. Yeah, it's like we get it. You don't got to hammer it down. I and mean, you're gonna give us the the peppermint candy canes. Sigma <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? You're gonna do all that stuff on Raw and SmackDown. You don't need yeah. to be bursting at the seams. Like I feel on, like on, uh, on Tuesday night. I feel like uh, you know because we got SmackDown on Christmas Eve. I feel like they're gonna. It's Tony Storm versus Charlotte for the women's title for SmackDown. I'm like, oh, are you gonna throw eggnog in her face since we got pies and shit the last couple weeks? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, seriously. Are By we gonna th- find out who who actually uh, got KO? So there is an answer to that, but um, I'm not satisfied with the answer. I forgot mm. who it was, but I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't accept that. Uh, but this is the main event of the night. Um, Tony D'Angelo versus uh, Pete Dunne, man. Uh, there was uh, quite a few vignettes that they did yeah, talking about the match. It was pretty good. Because they have they not had a one-on-one yet? No. Okay. They've just been still flirting around with it. Okay. Yeah, you know, he was uh, dealing with Mark from uh, La- Lashing Out with Last Legend, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, Andre Chase. So now, you know, he finally got his uh, priorities and his he got his ducks in a row. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony D with a huge pump handle suplex. Like uh, this is the crazy. Dunn is giving a lot to this man in this match. I, I assume like, he was, but yeah. but it, it's it's crazy because you don't really see Dunn get tossed around like like this. this yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he, and, he, and he is giving up the weight a little bit. Yeah, so. but it's like when you watch it, you're, you're like, oh. Okay, he's giving him some off the rip. Like Tony D hits a, a huge pump handle suplex, like the one that uh that Harper used to to hit. Okay. Um, and just drops him on the side of his head and neck. It's crazy. Ooh. Follows up with another big overhead belly to belly while countering a guillotine choke attempt from Dunn. Uh he holds him in place and just literally holds him in the air and just throws him over his head. It was it was impressive, man. Uh Tony D hits an, a nice release German suplex as well, dropping him on the back of his head. Uh, before going too many times to the well as Dunn counters the second release German with the float over backflip and then, of course, takes his head off with the sitting roundhouse kick. 
Uh, Dunn takes over uh, with, you know, manipulating the joints, targeting the arms, hands, and fingers of Tony D uh, before hitting a... Uh, oh, Tony D actually hits that running spear that, like, takedown he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits the Northern Lights uh, and floats over, but when he goes to transition to the Fisherman Neckbreaker, Dunn counters with a triangle hold, which was pretty genius. Uh, but Tony D eventually powers out and yeets the fuck out of him with a capture suplex Jeez. deadlift style. Uh, count- to, to Dunn? Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Follows up with a hatch suplex into the turnbuckles, like kind of like how, uh, uh, you know, like the Bailey plex into the, or like even AJ Styles, he sometimes does the suplex in, in, into the, the turnbuckles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he he did the hatch suplex into that shit. Shit. Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, Dunn fights back with some more attacks to the arm and hits some stiff running forearms before kicking the shit out of Tony D again uh, with the rapid fire stomps that he made famous before Daniel Bryan. Um, oh, oh, sorry. I would say so. Uh, Dunn tries for the X-Plex, but Tony D instead hits the Falcon Arrow instead. I said instead twice. Well, you know what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the finish comes uh, when Tony D tries to attack Dunn with the crowbar. Uh, but Dunn counters with a Fujiwara arm bar, and he's trying to get the joint manipulation on it. But Tony D actually ends up legit fish hooking him with his actual finger. Oh, shit. Fish hooks him, rips out the mouth guard again, and throws Dunn face first into the bottom turnbuckles. You know, so he's like, yeah. it's all, you know, mouth and teeth and all that. Yeah. And then he tries for They're the really fi- going with his mouth guard. Yeah, thing, that's though. what I thought, too. I, I thought I was like, oh, let me guess you're going to make him bite the rope and kick it, or what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Um, that was what uh, Britt Baker's move, uh, little thing. Yeah, day, right? she was doing that, and then someone else did it in NXT, because I remember, oh, it was, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sonya, Sonya, uh, yeah, not right. Sonya, um, um, Shayna. Yeah, Shayna was doing it. Mm-hmm. I remember she did it to Kyrie. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Asuka, when she kicked her tooth out. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, that's to keep right. selling. Anyways, finish comes when he goes for the fisherman uh, neck breaker again, but Dunn blocks, snaps the fingers, hits the bitter end for the win. Uh, Post match, Tony D tries to attack Dunn from behind, but Dunn sneaks him instead with the forearm and continues to take the fight to him on the outside of the ring before Tony rams him into the announce table and then actually finally hits the fisherman uh, neck breaker on Dunn on the outside, laying him Shit. out. Then picks him up and uh, proceeds to uh, put him up against the announce table, and he like uses the crowbar to choke. Him, yeah, you know him I mean? and his crowbar. Yeah. And then tells him, "This is what happens when you try to get one over on Tony D." As he takes it, grabs his he grabs one of his hands, takes the crowbar, and just smashes his hand with it. Oh yeah. shit! It was a really good sell. Really okay. good sell. And then you know, usually you don't see because he's not usually on the receiving. I was going to say Dunn is usually not the guy. Exactly. Attacks, yeah. I was just going to say that. But yeah, that, that was that was NXT man. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, they, I, what I will say this this uh, week is they had they tightened up on the format a little bit. It looks like they know what they're doing um, going for. It, it definitely feels more like a, a main roster show mm-hmm. um, because you're getting a lot of uh, like we didn't used to get this. Multiple segments with the same person. Yeah, we didn't used to get that. It used to be spread I mean, out a, a, little bit. a little bit. I mean, you would get. I mean, I think last week we saw that when you said Grayson was threaded throughout the show, there'd be maybe like at most two things, not throughout the whole show. It'd be yeah, like yeah, exactly. Johnny like a like fighting a, with a someone. cause and effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. Johnny argued with this guy, and then you see him, they're they're both arguing in Regal's office later. Yeah, like like something like exactly. It'd but, be yeah, it, two it, things tops. It, yeah, that's why the only thing I thought I was like I was like it seems like they're getting a little bit more like they know who they're guys are obviously and what how they want to present the show um but i'm not mad at how the show was um they did you know um they gave trick a chance with with his skills to get yeah. better on tv 
They gave Idris a no fail. I mean, I was a huge win. Yeah, over definitely. Von Wagner. Especially, I was gonna say the conditioning they've been giving Von Wagner. I mean, yeah, they clearly got the whole yeah, building exactly. behind them. So, and then uh, you know, uh, shouts to them also trying to help uh, uh, polish up um, Alexa Lopez as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, with the street fight, I, I was thinking I wasn't ready to sit, you know, to w- sit down and watch that again to sit through it because I felt like they've already done what they needed to do. Yeah. But the way that they started it backstage, there was a great call. I wasn't going to be into it otherwise if there was just going to be like... Yeah, the way they snatched you into the action. Yeah, it, it was it was a really... I don't know whose play that was, but it was a good play, so... Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got to say, man. I don't really have anything too negative outside the, the fucking mistletoe shit and... Um, <laughs> yeah, that again, seems a the, bit much. The promo I'll tell you off mic with Trick Williams, which is fucking stupid. Because the but, thing is, they already pushed it with Zion and his stature, and having a guy like him doing like the weird ballroom dancing counters. <laughs> you know what I mean? As and you know that's not in his character. Yeah, it's flirting, but like, it's like he's not a guy? spy, bro. He's not Jason Statham or it's, some yeah, shit. Like, but it, or, you know what I mean? Or Daniel Craig or one of these motherfuckers out here. <laughs> that's like that's that that can yeah, pull that Liam, off. Liam Neeson shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I don't know. That's that's a little weird yeah, to me. Yeah, but. it was. I don't know. It's 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 also. I can't help you know. Again, to my point, I keep giving angles and 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 uh, uh, gimmicks to people that y'all already had for them. <laughs> word word. You got yeah. this guy doing ballroom shit. And y'all had Fandango. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> and he was on and he, NXT. And he was and he was more than a a good hand, you know. That dude could go, but yeah, you Johnny know. Curtis, man, it is what it uh, is. But yeah, man, that's NXT. We're gonna take a quick break. Yes, You're gonna uh, hear some great ads uh, regarding storyline tees. Yes, uh, they, they just blessed your boy, man. Shout out to uh, McFly and all the all the great you know people that are doing their work over there, man. With the twenty by twenty podcast as well. Uh, I got to get back to uh, New York and, and, and touch down with y'all for real, man. Y'all always showing us love, and we love showing y'all love and, uh, you know, doing these ads and letting people know where, you know, where they can go to get that work, man. Uh, yes, he just sir. hit me with that with that Bret Hart uh, screw job tee. Oh, okay. And then what's funny is I remember he was putting together a couple of tees that he was getting people to guess because uh, they like to do the album cover thing, and he had Bianca Belair, he had The New Day, and uh, I, can't okay. remember the, I can't remember the other one. Um, but immediately, you know, I was like, he had other covers that he was floating in there to see what people thought the ideas were going to be. I'm yeah, like, yeah. let me guess, you finna do, uh, uh, if not try call quest. I was thinking you're yeah, probably going to do. We we've had well, a lot of these talks together. Well, yeah, yeah, because in my head I had an idea of doing like a day lost soul, a spin on a day lost soul cover, but it wasn't the one that they picked. But it was it, it it's perfect. Yeah. So they did a day lost soul. I guess you want to say a cover of the cover mm-hmm. wrestling style uh, with New Day. And then, of course, they had uh, Bianca doing like a, a, a her rendition of a Janet Jackson cover. Oh, that's pretty tight. Um, yeah, it was cool. So I, I did get the New Day one, so they laced me, man. But make sure you lace yourselves, man. Holidays is still popping. You can still get some. I know it's Christmas Eve while this comes out. But, I mean, check it out. They got some good work. They got. I mean, I got a bunch of their different shirts. The Roman shirt. You doing uh, that ad uh, right now the, live. Man, I got, I got the, the Brian Pillman shirt on right now. Yeah, Let's yeah. do this. You know what I mean? So there's going to be something up there for everybody. But, yeah, let me close my mouth. You're about to hear all about it right now. And then we're going to come back. Light the fuse. Bring the boom. Dynamite. Yo, what is good? You already know what it is, man. Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show reminding y'all to make sure you check out Storyline Tees. 
Brand new drop man celebrating the arrival of the American Dragon. That's right, the purveyor of professional wrestling back in AEW. And what better way to showcase that with another album flip, man? This time they did it with Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele. Of course, they had it on the white tee to commemorate the American Dragon again. Check it out. New drop, StorylineTees.com. Tell them Quincy sent you. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? What is going on? You're... It is what it is. Uh, obligatory. <laughs> it really is. That's, at how, this that's point. how they know they tuned in to the KJS, baby. You know, if I had that Jamaican horn, do, 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 do. <laughs> nah, um, where's actually, Joaquin at? <laughs> where's Zima? It's getting wild, where's man. Where's Zima at? Yo, it's getting lit. I need, I need my oh, DJ man. Z fix, bruh. Nah, <laughs> but um, I actually want to ask you uh, a question because um, that's one thing I felt like we should have uh, mm-hmm. commented on maybe earlier. Uh, but it, it, felt, it felt more right to talk about it now since we're about to cover the AEW portion of the show. And uh, I know we don't cover right, right, right. Uh, Rampage so often. I know I, I used to cover covered it a little bit like a review yeah. here and there. But as far as on this show, we only kind of talk about it when relative. Um, yeah. But I'd be Major remiss. Major things happen, yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask how you thought uh, the debut of Hook went. Yeah, you know, you're right. We did not get a chance to really talk about that on the show. Um, I liked it. Um, I was, I thought Fuego was a good person to help showcase Hook. I think at the end of the night, a lot of people were trying to figure out, is Hook good or is Fuego good? You know, is he better? Like, Which, cause which he, you is know, not a bad, uh, you know. Question to ask. You know, they, or, they, they say in entertainment, fake it till you make it. I'm not saying that that's what he's doing, but if he can keep him guessing. Yeah. Well, they always say, thing. too, you're only as you good know? as someone allows you to be or look, you know, especially in, Very a, true. in a predetermined sport. So well, I that, think. Yeah, uh, that's true. I'm, I think because he's got that upcoming joint coming. Uh, I think who is it? Um, he got uh, Bear, Bear Country. Bronson. Yeah, yeah. yeah so which is a definitely guy, a bigger so. guy. So I think that's, that's what I was thinking be... too. It's going to be a, a test, right? A, yeah. Another, you know, it'd be interesting to see what his strategy is for a different. I don't want to see uh, him squash opponent. him though. No, yeah, I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, arguably, Bear Country has has more uh, success uh, on the dark brand more than yeah, like someone like a Fuego. So mm-hmm. I would think that you know, and plus again, just the size. Differential. I mean, it'd be kind of clutch if you see the Taz mission. You know what I mean? Kinda Definitely. I just wonder if this is just going to lead to a tag team match with Bear Country against Team Taz. You know what I mean? We're we're gonna. Okay, we saw him debut. Now we're gonna see him the and, synergy with him, him and Hobbs. Him you and know? Hobbs would be kind of cool because yeah, Hobbs, Hobbs something, yeah. you know, something to do. Yeah, they got the alliteration right there too. That, that, that's always good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously got a lot of uh, coverage, a lot of feedback. But I, I liked it though. Um, to, yeah. I mean, this fool's he outsold CM Punk. Yeah, on a, on a merch, you know what I mean. I'm so, not a fan, um, or I'm not mad at it. I, I think we got Action Bronson on the theme, and it looked like they kind of took a, a page little, out of the a uh, little legitimacy, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah, and it looked like uh, is it the Chronic that they kind of his? It looks like they took the font from that I, I or some know, sort of. I know 90s. what the font is. I just can't put my my. Uh, my yeah, finger on it right now. Maybe regulators. This is something it's like so, that. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. something that that's familiar with with I would say Cali '90s hip hop. But uh, it is some definitely like some some '90s hip hop esque mm-hmm. type of uh, of stuff for sure. Yeah, I'm just trying to really cool though. Yeah, I mean I'm not mad at it. Uh, yeah, I was surprised it came at the, because you would thought it would have been it's going to be him versus Dante. You know what I mean? Well, like I mean, like, and, but and this the, is no like link to the whole. 
you know, he keeps trying to say, oh, Dante and Leo pulled a fast one and we don't see anything from them. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. No, right? you're right. Because he kept saying, yeah, watch, just watch this. Just watch this. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so that's but how's that get you? you? Yeah, how's that getting you that? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 get I, you I, that win back. Yeah, yeah, I guess he's like, what? I needed something I could be happy about. Yeah, you know what I mean. So goddamn tomatoes. <laughs> but good, I would say good though. I mean, given who his dad is, like I, I he's more no, than just a, a, a guy with a, yeah. fr- a frowny, pouty face and yeah, and, and pouty face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. The one thing I will say, it is important uh, to reiterate. You just said it is, you know, it's it's yeah. You can look good, but it's always about who you're in there with and being able to you know continue. Mm-hmm. You know, looking good in the ring, uh, it, it, such as the debut like this, because I think the perfect example is that is you know everybody was marveling over, uh, and, and I still will. I'll give her props. Is when you know Ronda did, did the the tag with with Kurt. Yeah, definitely. But then after a while, she sad. would she would face other opponents and she'd be exposed a little bit. Yeah, you know a little I mean? bit. I mean, but I will say she did get a good momentum going before she did get exposed. Like it just showed how many people were like. Man, these people are working overtime to make you look good. Yeah, By yeah. The time and, and, then, and then some of them most also getting hurt legit trying yeah. to do so. You know what it's I mean? The Goldberg thing, man. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, get your your opinion on that. Yeah, I I'm, like I'm was... here for it. I just, I just don't. Again, it's always about how much talent do you need over there. You know what I mean? But we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is you know we did bring up last week how we did uh, ch- you know check in to see uh, was it uh, final battle. Yeah, uh, Ring of Honor, their mm-hmm. their their last pay per view, at least until Supercard, mm-hmm. in April, uh, twenty twenty two. But we also commented about um, how we did see some AEW stars featured, you know, with some pre tape uh, comments and yeah, you know, get, getting some some stuff like off testimonials chest. about Ring, yeah, Ring absolutely, of Honor. That, that, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's the better word for it. And I think we also commented on maybe not seeing any of the WWE esque uh ROH guys to participate in that. And I have some information about that actually. Oh, okay. So Kevin Owens was on a French Canadian podcast, so they asked him about that. And he said he's he's heard the rumors about, you know, people saying WWE not possibly not allowing these, you know, uh alumni, if you will. Yeah. To to participate in that. But he says the reason why it didn't happen is simply because Ring of Honor never reached out to anybody or WWE to contact them to ask them to do so. Oh, really? Yeah. So just kind of uh, rumor innuendo drummed up by media buzz, I guess? Or, yeah, I mean, or, or, or media? A, a opinion, maybe opinion-based you know, based, uh, tweets being mistaken for fact. And it wouldn't be the first time this happened, you know what I mean? Especially not on this show where we'd have to recant some stuff, but... Uh, I know we we even you know just because of the, the whispers we heard we kind of also alluded, oh it would have been cool to see this but who knows what you know reason why mm-hmm. this this and that the other didn't happen but I thought it was important to bring that up uh, as far as that you know that aspect because he did say yeah I mean I, I was there for this you know x many years, um I mean if they would have asked me I would have done it you know what oh, I mean? okay. but, but at the same time there's no telling whether what it got uh must have worked out into his new contract you know what I mean? huh. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because you know we did talk about that no cut thing, and then now all of a sudden, it's the no cut thing has been a huge uh, talking piece for the WWE as, as far as Vince being adamant about no, we're not we're not instilling no cut clauses in our WWE contracts like on the reg. You know that's not what we're doing. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, he's <laughs> you got up. <laughs> yeah, you got to check a few boxes. It, it, what it was was like, man, well, don't tell everybody. Not everyone's gonna want. Yeah. God. Well, surely somebody talked to oh, who was it? Uh, I think Dave, because Dave Meltzer's the one that that said it was like two or three million per whatever. You know, I mean, I think for I, three years, I, I heard even that figure is 
wrong because it's actually less than, or that his guess is less than what it is. But I was like, uh, that remains to be seen. Damn, <laughs> you know, I almost got worked, y'all. And, and, and none of my business. You know what I mean? On top of that. So, but anyways, man, let's light the fuse on this, uh, light this Roman candle. Bring the boom. Dynamite. Roman candle. I don't know how many times I'm going to do that to my throat every every week with that impression. You know what's funny? I, I don't know if this is out of line. but you, my vocal cords, you would, man. You would think MJF would have wanted to do a special episode instead of AW Dynamite. You would have had some sort of like menorah yeah. sort of like uh, or, themed episode. Or MJF Dynamite because he's a three-time Dynamite time, Diamond Ring winner. Time to light the fuse in this menorah. <laughs> that acts to be funny. Well, we start off hot. Uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, taking on uh, Orange yeah, Cassidy. Yeah, this was an interesting uh, intro. Yeah, definitely. Opener, I should say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got a little bit more time than we thought, yeah. which I think is what kind of led me to think something was happening. Um, but, you know, again, last week we were talking about Khan uh, had kind of lightly said, hey, don't just watch uh, Winter is Coming. You know what I mean? Uh, watch the next couple of episodes. We got Holiday Bash. Christmas Day Rampage, et cetera, et cetera, Battle of the Belts. We got things coming. So this might have fell right into that list of things he's talking about. But uh, basically, we see Cole go for a last shot uh, into the steps. But Cassidy actually uh, avoids contact, causing Cole's knee to collide to the steps uh, last second, I should say, before they go into picture-in-picture. We see Ushigoroshi, and then he goes for Panama Sunrise, but Orange slowly backs up and actually hits a Michinoku driver for a near fall. Uh, he gets his glasses on and puts his hands in his pockets and goes for a diving cross body, which is easily <laughs> countered by a stiff it, super if kick. If that's what you call it, it looked like he's like, well, I'm going to go take this super kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> exactly. Might as well do it in style. Let me go jump uh, in the, into position. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he eats that super kick uh, as well as a yeah. Panama Sunrise with a very cocky cover, which I did see upon the replay. He tucked his hands into his trunks. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to do the... the, yeah, the the pockets. Yeah, you know, which I thought could have been it, but it uh, Orange been, but... did kick out. Uh, he did counter a last shot uh, attempt from behind, and he hits the beach break for two. And then we see Bobby Fish actually distract the referee on the uh, from the apron long enough for a emerging Kyle O'Reilly to, you know, come through Hit the swell him. of the crowd, it seems, and debut as he hits the uh, knock the F out to Orange, uh, and then uh, he actually hides it ringside as Cole uh, hits the last shot for the win. Post-match, we see KO, uh, I won't say KO, O'Reilly is just saying Cole kind of confront each other, not really selling a lick of camaraderie, I would say, before independently fighting and incoming best friends. Uh, Chuck is held by Red Dragon while Cole actually uh, feeds him a super kick, and then Red Dragon hit a high-low on Trent. Did, they, uh, did Cole, they refer to them as Red Dragon? No, I, that's what I call him because I'm not going to no, call no, him. You, not, yeah, you, I, was you just, I, mean? I was just curious about that because, you know, Excalibur likes to be like the... the very, the yeah. historian, like you know, the yeah, because he didn't say chasing the dragon, he said high low. Yeah, I did, did notice that, did but uh, right. actually, it's chasing the dragon. That's the one with the kick and the brain buster, I think, though. Yeah, I think, right? I think, yeah, I think so. he'd be correct. But uh, Cole and Red Dragon go to gesture to the crowd when we see the Bucks actually come out demanding to kind of know what's going on. Cole looks com- uh, a little bit conflicted between all four men, but he ultimately does exit the ring. And we do see Red Dragon uh, a, hug a, each other the before popular, they kind of join the exit up the ramp. He was the popular girl at the prom, and yeah. everybody wanted a, a dance. That, that's... Look who won the pony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my wink to, yeah. uh, to Cornette. Yeah, I know it. Yep. So uh, after he this, week, the other day, he's about as useful as another prick at the wedding. Oh man, <laughs> like, he's, he's so on point with them. Uh, yeah, we get a uh, kind of like a quick uh, review and uh, vignette with the past uh, heavyweight cha- championship match that ended in the draw uh, between Brian Danielson and Hangman, and ultimately we get a, re- uh, a uh, announcement of a rematch 
for the uh, TBS yeah. premiere of Dynamite on January 5th, which uh, oh, I believe okay. is that makes the, sense why they would do yeah, that. Yeah, you know, they want to bring it in with a, with yeah, a big with match. With a bang. It, exactly. And <laughs> I think, ironically, I want to say that that is the go-home week for Battle of the Belts. I think that's on the 8th that weekend. So, so it'll be interesting are, to see who will walk into uh, Battle of the Belts as champion. I'm wondering if, if since they're doing Battle of the Belts in January, if they're not going to do the... Uh, the beach break this year, or maybe yeah. they, if they are, maybe they'll transition that in place of like a fighter fest. If they don't, because the fighter well, fest was based around like a game festival, right? Yeah, so but it's usually really towards like it's the, usually after June, right? double or nothing and before fight for the fallen. If I'm if that's yeah, usually double when or they nothing do it. is May, fight for the fallen mm-hmm. is what like July, yeah. And then, yeah, so it's around June usually, I think, right? And we got, what, Revolution coming up in March? Revolution, yeah. Revolution is in March. Yeah, you're so right. We'll, so we might still get Beach Break before then, then. Yeah, because I, I was thinking maybe if they don't do the Fighter Fest, since it's like more in the summer, it would yeah. make sense for the Beach Break thing. But anyways, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I think they do Beach Break as like the spring break thing. But uh, after this, man. Oh, we, that's true. I didn't think uh, Yeah, that's that. the only reason that, well, I see the break part of it. It's like January, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of this rematch, we get the champ himself, Hangman Page, joining yeah. uh, Tony Schiavone uh, for an in-ring segment and interview. Uh, he's asked about winning the match, even though, uh, you know, the time limit had run, uh, if the time limit had not ran out, you know, whether he. He thought he would have won the match, basically. And Paige says, you know, after giving uh, everything he had for 60 minutes, you know, his arm falling off and all that, uh, he, you know, he was given back his title, but he never felt like less of a champion in all of his three years in AEW and says he was disappointed when he's interrupted by Brian Danielson, that smug bastard. He comes out, uh, calls <laughs> yeah. him an entitled millennial cowboy. He says uh, he's, uh, or the ones that should be disappointed are the AEW fans. And he claims, you know, I kicked your ass for 60 minutes and he should be champion, but he vows to kick his ass again on January 5th. You know, because they're really kind of you know trying to plug this rematch. Claims he would have destroyed Page if his leg was 100%, alluding to I guess the injury he got in his match with Silver. And says from now till the fifth, he'll refuse to wrestle till then. And uh, calls Page a piece of cowboy shit before proposing maybe next time that they uh, have a match instead of you know him wasting time and you know getting saved by the time limit. They have judges there at ringside to make a decision in case there is another draw. Uh, Paige gives Brian credit for pulling him into the deep water, but in the last moment said the uh, the ones that counted, he swam and had he had three more seconds, he would have drowned Danielson himself. Says, uh, let's give some old guys some paydays, but uh, let's pay them in advance because they will not earn it because he has come uh, way too far and has spilled too much blood and given too much of himself for the title for some old prick to sit at ringside and tell him he's not good enough, he's not a champion or a B-plus player. That's horseshit. Had to throw all that in there because, I, you know, the crowd really sold that. Uh, it says, uh, you know, can Paige beat Danielson in less than one hour and two weeks? The answer will be yes, which incites some yes chance to Brian's chagrin. It didn't get as thunderous yeah, as they I, thought. I think he but, was trying to get that traction on it. Yeah. Yeah. But- which led me to believe I'm like, ooh, I don't think. Yeah, but I, th- I what I pl- applaud Danielson on is he noted he noticed that and c- try to go no no how dare you how, like you can kind of <laughs> yeah. see him trying to I, get I, get them to get a bigger reaction. I, so I will say that I was surprised that North Carolina because you know he does have roots there. When yeah, he was still you know so it was like told me I'm like oh I it guess kind of felt I, abrupt I think I, for me I was trying to like say like it, it was like oh there's people in North Carolina who don't want to see him. Retained. Yeah. You well, I, mean? I didn't feel like it was ineffective. I, I like. I mean, I felt like maybe it just felt abrupt. Uh, but pos- who knows? Possibly, it just seemed like they still had time for more people to catch on to it, but it didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my only other note on here was um, he uh, there was something you said. Oh, oh, that he noted where where he was talking about 
pay the the, the judges in advance because they're not going to earn it. And if you get it, you get it. That means like that we're not even going to need the judges because I'm gonna yeah. beat you. Yeah, yeah. You know what definitely. I mean? So I did like that. You know what I mean? Uh, that that little detail. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a pretty strong promo by the champ. Um, I didn't know if what Daniel saying or or I'm sorry, Daniel Sin saying that you know what I'm not going to wrestle until until then. Because he was complaining about supposedly hurting his foot in the John Silver match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If maybe they're going to do a, a reverse from what we just saw and were complaining about with the champ not wrestling week to week, but Danielson proving himself every week to week. Maybe we're going to do a flip of that now. Well, we'll see. I mean, we only got two weeks, and it's not like, I mean, they didn't announce Hangman in action at least. They didn't even have to, you know, announce a, a character, or not character, but an opponent, I should say. But uh, we'll see, because I would like to see that, but it is only two weeks from now, so. But uh, this brings us to a backstage segment with the pinnacle. Uh, we see MJF kind of scolding Loosely. Wardlow yeah, from last week, saying, you know, he kind of should have had the champagne done before he had to call him up and do it like they did in the ring last week. And uh, he said maybe had he done that, they wouldn't have been attacked last week, alluding to what happened to him in FTR. He says, uh, you know, don't I pay you a lot of money to keep me safe? And he kind of hesitates, but he does agree. Uh, before he kind of turns the, you know, the pointing of the finger to Punk, and, you know, kind of accuses of uh, Punk of playing mind games. Kind of poisoning the water. Hole. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, he plugs the MJFTR. Uh, says Punk only made the save last week to feed his ego, not to coexist with Sting and Darby. And uh, even says, you know, he's got this mask that's going to slip off faster than Sting's clown, uh, Sting's uh, Krusty the Clown makeup, which is totally disrespectful. And uh, says, you hey, know, hey, you popped though. When yeah, you said it. <laughs> well, it was one of those like, uh, of course, he's got to get it. So he always has to dig deep in there and scrape something off. Yeah, right. but uh, and he does say, you know, the moment you didn't shake my hand is the moment you chose early retirement. Uh, and then we hear Dax kind of, uh, he finishes off, says, you know, I didn't have a problem with you, punk, but you threatened me and my family, and this is my family, and we got a problem. We're the three kings of professional wrestling, and to be a king, you got to kill a king, and none of you got the balls to kill a king. We're absolutely the best group in the world, and when you're the pinnacle, you're always on top. Pinkies up, bitch. Yeah, pinkies up. Yeah. Uh, this brings dun, us dun. to a, a match with <laughs> Wardlow versus Sean Dean. It's a squash again. I, I'm glad Sean Dean got some TV time, but it, yeah. you know, it was short-lived. Fucking, fucking extra. No. Yeah, I mean, we see a face plant, immediate powerbomb. Commentary even uh, talk about how he's on a 14-match winning spree. Another powerbomb. Crowd calls for another powerbomb, and Spears tries to calm him down, but Warlow deli- delivers not just one, but two more powerbombs for the win. See, Post-match, Spears kind of takes the uh, spotlight away from him by immediately attacking uh, Dean with a steel chair, and then goes to raise Warlow's hand, but he kind of just walks off independently up the ramp. My bad. Go ahead, sir. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just figured we kind of knew the foregone conclusion, but yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know about the 14-match streak because now that leads me me to believe that's going to be part of the split eventually with him and MGF. It's like MGF keeps talking this title talk and he's, you know, entangled and kind of distracted. If you, yeah. if you ask me from that goal, because of the CM Punk thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got Wardlow putting numbers up, meaning he could be the legit number one contender. Yeah. Honestly, because to say if hangman comes out this thing on the other side, retaining the championship yeah. decisively and Wardlow's not a bad follow-up guy, and if MJF somehow costs him that shit because he's jealous of the title shot, because maybe yeah, I've been a logical way out, yeah, right? Because you got you know him calling his shot, wanting the title shot, while Wardlow's kind of like the point you're making. He's quietly climbing the ranks, even though he's facing Sean Dean and other guys that you know. And you think about MJF, who's not wrestling on a regular basis, yeah, on purpose, collecting those wins, but still, like he could still. 
like even though if say he's fourteen and fourteen, even though he's like five and five, it's still the same one hundred percent versus one hundred percent. You know what I mean? But yeah, but once to yeah. me, I think the guy who's wrestled more matches is gonna yeah, yeah it's probably and, gonna and get more my featured, vote. Especially when you look at the, the the way he's freaking going through these matches. Yeah, but yeah, it was just a quick thought in my head when you mentioned the the actual number of matches. I'm like that could be the interesting way how they pulled that off because mm-hmm. it could be legit, and it doesn't just have to be the same old same. The heavy finally getting his come up because a lot of times when it happens. They get to come up and so that's the end of the feud, and then they don't really do anything with that guy. Yeah, either. you know what I mean. Exactly. They get lost. They're just in the you know just kind of in the thing. But I think it'd be a great way to help build Wardlow also. Mm-hmm. You know, in that main event scene and plant the seeds for the eventual MJF yeah. versus Wardlow, or maybe it's the Pinnacle jumping out Wardlow. I don't know if I want to see a face Wardlow, but a Beast Wardlow is not bad. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, next we got a uh, that'd be like that'd be like a, a Bobo from Double Dragon when he wants to be good. <laughs> Uh, almost. I, I mean, I, Wardlow <laughs> definitely looks a lot better than a Bobo. Oh, yeah, but of course, yeah, of I get it. His trajectory is probably more gi- giant. But, uh, yeah, I get you, man. But uh, we get a quick vignette uh, reminding everyone about the uh, Christmas Day rampage Saturday. That is, it's good, not Friday, but Saturday. It's going to be Sammy Guevara defending against Cody Rhodes. Um, of course, right after this, we get into a unnecessary Dan Lambert and Men of the Year <laughs> arena segment. They're always, they're always that. Yeah. They're always unnecessary. I mean, he cuts a promo uh, citing Shakespeare. He talks about the responsibility for justice by those in power. It says TK uses the buddy system. If you're not friends, you're just doing vignettes and opening matches the rest of your career. Uh, puts over Sky's accomplishments. Puts over Ethan Page for being studs. Then says Cody's a bigger dick than he is. Uh, and clarifies he doesn't care who wins between the two, only that one of his guys is next in line for the title shot so they can bring the title back home to t- uh, top team. So that was pretty much the main takeaway. If there takeaway? was a takeaway, <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> top team takeaway. Yeah. Uh, this takes to another segment uh, backstage. We got Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she oh, it's asked, like that Christmas party, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, she was asked about her upcoming match by Tony Schiavone uh, versus <laughs> Rio at uh, Battle of the Belts. And, you know, because he points out that she is yet to beat Rio. Because um, I think the first time they met, it was a really good come up and. Or not come up, it's about a growing pains type of match for Britt. Rio was the champion at the time. Yeah. She tried to beat her, but there was shenanigans. And she ended up winning the Eliminator against her, which got her this match to battle the belts anyway. Um, but, yeah, you know, she says it doesn't matter. You know, she hasn't beaten Rio because she has Jamie Hayter in her corner. But Tony reminds her Hayter just lost to Rio <laughs> a week or so ago. Uh, she talks about not sliding yeah. to someone else's spot or being owed anything. Rather, she built her own throne and uh, says she is the pulse of AEW. Uh, you, I think that popped you a little bit, actually. Um, well, it was what she said, like, yeah, the fact that she didn't slide and take anybody's spot and wasn't the heir of any throne. I was like, so was that, what, Charlotte and... and- Stephanie, maybe. Or I was thinking I, Ronda. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, says, Rio should have just stayed under the bottom rope at All Out instead of, you know, disputing she was never eliminated. Says, if she hopes uh, to be the AEW Women's Champion for Christmas, she's way out of her league because she'll shoot <laughs> yeah. her eye out, kid. A yeah. very effective uh, promo, I should say. I mean, the, the, they could have gave that line to anybody, and they wouldn't have hit it no. uh, the same way. No. So and, and, I you, and the, and the crowd it. audibly reacted. Yeah, to it. yeah. It was I was gonna good. say the, the, there's the groan, and then there's the if it connects, and, and it did connect. So exactly. It, it was. Uh, I give her props on it. Uh, next, we get a short vignette on uh, Owen the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah, uh, this will be Exciting a men's stuff. And, yeah, it's gonna be a men's and women's tournament uh, for both sides, and we just get uh, you know some commentary from Mark Henry, Adam Cole, Matt Hardy, 2.0, Eddie Kingston, which I thought this was kind of weird to have guys that are beefing. 
in the same thing, even though maybe they weren't filmed in the same spot, but you would no, think they're yeah, think so. they're sort of close together. Who knows? Uh, but then we got uh, Eddie Kingston, Dustin Rhodes, Sean Spears, and then uh, one of the uh, good quotes I heard from Mark Henry says, I'll always remember Owen as being the guy who brought fun and life to pro wrestling, which I thought was a really good way to exemplify Owen's yeah. legacy. And, uh, yeah, basically this uh, tournament will kick off next year and will culminate at double or nothing. Seems like both final uh, for men and women will be at double or nothing. So I mean, I'll be interested to see what that'll be for. Or Yeah, know. I was going to say, you know, it'd be interesting to see what, what, what they're going to be the end result of that. It's just really exciting because it is brand new. Uh, we get this access to Owen, you know, after so long. So that's another part of the excitement. And I'm I'm looking forward to his name being, you know, more, you know, just well represented yeah. a, a, as a whole with, with the fact that we're getting this. I mean, it's the first fan. time we've seen a willing uh, compromise between yeah, the foundation or, or representation for Owen Hart with the wrestling company since his death. So it is very big and, 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 uh, and it almost seems like uh, surreal. Yeah, I, I was, and the thing is with him is much like uh, Brody, mm-hmm. no one had a bad word to say about him. Exactly. You know I mean? So it, it's uh, that, that's why it kind of feels like right. But yeah, my bad. You know. No, you're good, man. Uh, next, we actually get a uh, s- some semifinal action for yeah. the uh, yeah, t- was it the TBS title um, tournament? I believe it's uh, Nyla Rose, uh, the Native Beast, taking on Ruby Soho. Uh, at one point, we see Nyla counter a uh, Poison Rana attempt, uh, but she actually lifts her back up into an inverted Alabama slam until the turnbuckle was very gnarly because uh, of the size differential. Of course. Yeah, I was going to say the torque was probably ridiculous. Uh, yeah, insane. Uh, Ruby hits a desperation rope bounce tornado DDT for two and then actually shotgun drop kicks a steel chair into Rose's face from the apron down to the floor. At one point, Ruby tries to climb to the top. Uh, Vicky actually shoves her down onto the apron enabling uh, Nyla to hit that nasty rope hung diving knee drop she does for two and at one point Ruby locks in a standing dragon sleeper but Rose looks like she's going to tap and she actually waves over Vicky to uh, distract the referee but Ruby actually uh, lets go then uh, gets an enziguri and knocks her off the apron only to walk right into a uh, standing beast bomb for a very near fall and then we see Nyla uh, maybe looking for an avalanche attack maybe DVD maybe an avalanche powerbomb she goes to pull Ruby up to the corner by her arm but uh actually soho counters with a wrist lock of her own hits a, a soho kick for the win from the second rope and uh, she advances on to the finals of the semi uh or the finals the finals yeah, yeah. to see uh, whoever wins i should say uh the semi between uh thunder rosa and uh jade cargill so yeah i i, I just wanted to say that you know we did talk about that chair spot being possibly unnecessary yeah um but other than that i did love the way that Again, the 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 realism of the spot, the way that she yanked her back down mm-hmm. from the top rope to be able to take that kind of elevated uh, riot kick or whatever she's calling it, because uh, she's obviously not going by the riot name anymore. Yeah, it's um, a, uh, it's it's one of those by her own batard moments where she's the one that's in, you know engaging, yeah, yeah and, and then, then it works against she her. She kind of set herself up, her own self up. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was uh, it was good. We were wondering how whether which way they were yeah. going to go and how they were going to go with it. So great desperation uh, yeah. exemplified by and, Ruby. And again, for we sure. wonder that a lot when it comes to the Nyla Rose matches specifically, yeah. just with the selling and all that stuff. But yeah, this was good. This is yeah, good, definitely. You know? uh, we get speaking of women's wrestling, uh, we get a, a, a short vignette. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Serena Deeb. Uh, Deeb's doing most of the driving on this one. You know, they yeah, do the review is. of you know the match last week, and it's kind of funny because it mirrors my opinion from last week about how the finish wasn't so decisive. Was it a fun win and believable? 
Sort of, yeah, but I just thought there was too many turnbuckle removal spots, you know, and yeah, because I forgot that it was a separate one because I thought it was the same one, yeah, and that she shouldn't be mad because she's the one that instigated the whole situation yeah, to begin it, with. But it, it just turns yeah. into a you didn't beat me, I, did, I beat I did, myself. I did, you know, I did it better than you did and beat you. Kind yeah, of. yeah, exactly. So she just goes on about uh, the non-decisive win, says mm-hmm. it's not over till she says it is, and the next time she has Sheeta in the ring, she's going to make damn sure she's begging uh, Tony Khan to keep Serena Deeb away from her. So I thought that was interesting because I don't know if she's going for the yeah, that was a good I'm problem. here to seriously hurt you now. Situation like you, or you're, what? You're not, I'm gonna be up on you, and you're not gonna want any more of this. Yeah, I'm gonna give you more than you can handle until I say so. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? it's, it, I really it, like that. The whole it seems like a lethal attraction type of thing, or like a wow, you're really yeah, obsessed yeah, you're with right. this like, at this point. Like, especially coming from a Fen Fatel, yeah, of her technician, uh, you know, technical prowess, it, it is kind of like. Man, I don't know if I could keep doing these. I just wonder if it's week. gonna turn into the <laughs> only I mean? one of us can can stay the in AEW. Because then I think it'll be easy to think, okay, well, Deep's going back to NWA. I, I you mean, know what I mean? I, I would honestly that'd be a, a loss. Yeah. And speaking of the women's wrestling, when the fuck are we getting Ember? I need some. I need some Athena in my life. Because ah. you know why I was thinking nobody before and nobody ever after is gonna do a move. Cleaner than at Eclipse. Bro. Actually, you might be right because I think Ember. Did she? Did do you think when she went back down to NXT that she? Yeah, I, I think re- they had to restructure that. that okay, because because if Kyle, well, now Kyle, he no, just he, his he right out. Yeah, he yeah, his to, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to think if if she's got to wait as long as because she well, hmm. I, I, I see yeah because cross because... cross is February but cross was main roster so yeah. he's, he would be and I'm trying to think months. of someone that came back yeah from down from the main roster that may have been released and we could see an example yeah of, I know, don't think but, we have that yeah, cause Finn was really the first one to do that yeah I was thinking the same thing you know you had fandango and Tyler come down but oh, that's true a little later but I don't I don't know yeah. what their deal is either. Well, speaking of another uh, missed opportunity, in Samoa Joe is <laughs> no. another one, but we don't know what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, true, very true. Uh, Malachi Black taking mm. on Griff Garrison. Uh, you were saying Malachi arguably has the best interest in the game right now. That's a good argument to have, man. I think I said what between him and Adam Cole. Yeah, Just based I would on, say uh, reaction. crowd reaction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Griff charges right into a uh, roundhouse kick to the head, almost immediately. Uh, then we see Black roll to the floor to kind of confront Brian Pillman Jr., but he eats a uh, suicide die from Garrison, surprisingly. Uh, at one point, yeah, Black... he got up. He got up. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, at one point, Black actually locks in a knee bar and then peppers in some strikes, lays in uh, some corner kicks. As uh, Excalibur notes, it was 10 uncontested strikes, which I thought <laughs> was like, oh, that, that was a good, you know, yeah. good call. Uh, Griff hits a desperation throw throw to the middle rope then hits his rolling elbow for a very near fall or a quick count if you ask Quincy uh, then uh, Malachi actually stops him in his tracks with a uh, jumping knee smash and then teases the black mask before actually locking in a single leg crab for the win post-match black keeps the hold locked in until Pillman kind of shoves him off and then goes to check on Griff but he ends up walking right into a black mask oh my god yeah he, <laughs> and, and the thing is the single leg he had it where it was almost like what they call like the, uh, the oh S, yeah the S grip on it I love when he does it. Yeah, yeah I've seen so, him do that. So he before. had it like totally like cramped. Like torque, up. baby. Yeah, torque. Totally, like like a cross yeah. face again around the Yeah, kneecap, I was yeah, I was thinking almost. the same thing. It was almost like a cross yeah. face type of maneuver. And yeah, it was good. I mean, like you said, you know, I thought we were gonna get maybe the the, the Brody King, but maybe they're gonna milk it. Yeah, um, they got time. Is, what, yeah, especially if they're gonna milk it. I mean, I don't know, does a guy 
he said he was teaching his, you know, teaching his ways. Does one learn in a week? I mean, you yeah, know what I mean, very true. I don't know, but I, I guess they learn through. Violence. One does not question the the lessons, the, the, the teachings brought of upon. The yeah, the teachings brought upon the house. There you go. But uh, yeah, now we get a black mass. Uh, he's out of there. Take a chin home uh, as a souvenir kid. Yeah, uh, Malachi out. Uh, and after yeah, this, seriously. we get uh, match announcements. Uh, bear with me. Rampage. Uh, mm. That's Saturday. We got Jungle Boy Christmas. taking on uh, Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, which I have, I might as well string it in now because HFO uh, or private party with uh, Matt Hardy were in the back with a vignette. Uh, they said, you know, oh, what an adorable moment that uh, Jungle Boy had with the Lucha Bros and uh, says, congrats to being number one contenders. But he, uh, you know, he wants private party to be the number one contender to the tag team titles. And he said, so uh, Cassidy's going to pound his ass and injure him, which is, it's funny because that's Cassidy's thing and he's kind of trying to get it over, yeah. I guess. Uh, then they say, yeah, you know, um, you know, if they pound injure them, ass. they're going to basically try to take their, their spot, you know, uh, to go against the Lucha Bros. Uh, then we go to Jungle Boy who says, you're going to pound my ass on Christmas night? I don't think so. Uh, and says he's going to bring a lump of coal and shove it up his ass. And when he's done, he'll be spitting up diamonds while christian cage plugs the christmas tea uh back to announcements we got uh i will say it was the hardest coal related uh line i've ever heard for christmas as far as yeah but but it was you know i also could have gone without it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i I just i do want to give flowers to the hardy the part the hardy party dynamic because it's been a while since we've seen them on yeah uh, main roster tv i was just thinking i wonder how they're feeling this this promo uh was entertaining to me i I like their i like their chemistry it reminds you of their chemistry definitely yeah exactly it reminds you what they can do together yeah you know what they say uh uh it makes the heart grow fonder when yeah, yeah. absence. Yeah, definitely, man. So, but uh, yeah, we got uh, yeah Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, we got Hook taking on Bear Bronson, which uh, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, Layla Hirsch. Which Wait, I, he's talking. On, he's taking on Bronson. Like, yeah, like Action Bronson. Yeah, I thought that was interesting uh, I too. Just, yeah, okay. Uh, Layla Hirsch, who I, I like to watch. Uh, she's yeah. taking on Chris Statlander, which I thought was interesting because I'm used to seeing Layla in the face uh, shoes. So I wonder if this is just sort of a exhibition is someone you know are they gonna get i don't know where she's been at. i know she had the mm-hmm. big nwa title match both women i would say i don't and i then, think yeah. chris Taylor's gonna be she's kind of been missing too well she had she did have the uh remember they, they kept postponing the match with her and ruby and then she lost the ruby yeah so but, there was that but yeah as far as being on a consistent but even then yeah basis, you weren't yeah. seeing her every other week it was the vignettes carrying it so yep. you didn't see i mean exactly she'd kind of be I think I don't even remember the last time I started with best friends in chaos. Well, last time we started actually was with Sue. I mean, you see her. That's mom, right. Remember? See, yeah, that's true. She, she I was gonna say if not, yeah. you were seeing her on BCE chucking out Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, so. which gets got old like the, the third. Yeah, because you knew you knew it was gonna happen almost every time. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, you know, I keep saying this. Layla Hirsch, I think, would be the perfect addition to uh, Team Taz. Fe- yeah, Team Taz. Her and her and Hook would be the star pupils, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We also got Sammy Guevara. He'll be defending his TNT title against uh, Cody Rhodes, of Cody. course. And then, uh, uh, just a reminder, uh, we have the heavyweight title rematch. Hangman Adam Page defending against Brian Danielson on January 5th. That is the... Uh, TBS, I guess, induction night for uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, we also got Eddie Kingston teaming up with Proud and Powerful, taking on uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. Thunder Rosa in the semifinal match against Jade Cargill. Jim Ross will be back at uh, New Year's Smash, which is great to hear because I know he's been doing those treatments. And last but not least, we got Orange Cassidy and the best friends Chuck and the newly uh, returned uh, Trent or Trent Beretta, uh, <laughs> going against uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and as they called him on commentary, All Elite Kyle O'Reilly. 
So uh, sort of a verbal confirmation of uh, him jumping ship to AEW. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, Dorito, uh, you said it's Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. Yeah, LAX baby. Thank God. Yeah, because I'm hoping we could do a little bit more with that. Yeah, I'm really hoping so. Yeah, I didn't think we needed the whole eight man thing. That was that yeah, was, it was like it was this too is much. just I was like you did all this just just for the jungle. Boy yeah, thing but at I, the I end, think right? I think what they're doing <laughs> though is they keep flirting with with Proud and Powerful and Lucha Bros where they keep teaming but they're never facing. And I think eventually Proud and Powerful are going to take the straps off of Lucha Bros. I, and I've said it before. I don't know who else would be better to do so. I mean, you know, yeah, they fought each other so many so much. I mean, at this point. It would make sense that it's it's kind of a crime that we haven't seen him fight before. You know, it's a you crime know, to so. me is how Dan Lambert isn't taking his people trying to get tax wraps and having a verbal spat with Aubrey Hantes, you know what I mean, against the Lucha Bros. Like, that would be entertaining more than yeah, what I'd we're getting. Good. Like, one of my guys need, you know, it's like, and, man, and, I don't want to know. Damn, I'm, I'm, would, would Layla Hirsch be better off with, with a top team type of situation? I Probably. I, I think I think Hager... Well, Team Taz kind of bloated right now. Yeah, yeah. that might that yeah. might be Hager, Hager and Hirsch might be the ones that need to go to top team. I've been thinking that. But anyway, we got the main event. Yeah, we uh, do. Yes, we do. I try to just get the main points and you know, not too much. Uh, but there was a lot going I, I know, on. They got know, a lot of time. I know I complained about the length before, but I mean, as far as the ending, you know, yeah, you, you got to get there. Yeah, you got to give the people what they want. I, I would say you got to take the people on a journey. I was just surprised that they gave them that much of a main event. Uh, when like you said, you're like, oh, there must be another segment. And we're like, nope. Yeah, I I, I thought maybe we would have got them boys. Like yeah, we're talking I, about. I thought we were gonna get maybe like a backstage segment with with Kyle or or the Bucks or something. I really was looking forward you know? to that. Or we'll, I guess we'll see, man. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be anything for Rampage, but uh, we got the Pinnacle, as I'll call our MJFTR, uh, going <laughs> against uh, CM Punk, Darby Allen, and Sting, man. And uh, you know, I gotta note the face paint they all came out to. Sting had really impeccable face paint when you really looked at the detail. Like you were telling me the CM Punk fists and lightning bolts on the face. You got Darby with like an old school kind of like a it's like the pink colored crow yeah, um, paint he was doing to go with like the pink hair he had. And then we had CM Punk like really kind of lean into the surfer Sting uh, uh, look a little bit yeah, with, 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 I, with, I, with I the know, scorpion on the leg. I and know everything. It's, the, 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 it's iconic because he had the red... Uh, Leg guards instead of the actual yeah, red boots. So exactly. I'm trying to remember. I know we're probably getting killed. Like, what? That's what he wore at War Games. But I love too. Yeah, you know what I mean? I love how he's been doing that though, because like even the long, the first tights he had is clearly his Chicago version of Brett Hitman Hart tights. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this same thing. Which I feel he's like done you before anyway. Yeah, because so. you could see how the four Chicago stars were threaded throughout the Scorpion on the side too. So he still made it his own, you know. So, but uh, yeah, I'll just go down a few of the spots. Uh, something you were making uh, a point to let me know is like MJF and Punk kind of started off with a face to face until MJF kind of was trolling with powders. I know he was doing that throughout the whole night. Uh, one point I remember Darby even tagged in Punk to outsmart MJF, but he continued to run around the whole damn ring. <laughs> and and, and uh, at one point ran into uh the the crowd into the arena punk gave chase as well and then they ran on back i was surprised they even made it because they were the legal guys with the with the you know with the actual ring count so the, i don't know if that was a test of cardio or wait, wait, what who, who's the ref and then we'll figure that yeah that, that out for it because no 
Was it you, Knox? <laughs> yes, right. But uh, yeah, they get back in, and uh, at one point though, he does tag back out, only to set up uh, the entire pinnacle for a cannibal suicide dive from Darby to, as we say, get the people what they want. At uh, one point, Darby takes a very scary flapjack bump over the top rope and actually hits his head on the way down for, onto the apron before FTR do their best to keep yeah, the he, action like, going. He like over rotate. That's why I was. Yeah. I was like, hey, let's go check on him. Yeah, let's throw his ass into the guardrail yeah. and stomp him the fuck. Hey, yeah. Hey, 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 Max, you want some of this? It, it was like the <laughs> wrestling version of punking that dude at the Hall of Fame for Brett. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> you didn't see nothing. That's what you get for fucking Business that spot as usual, up. yeah. Won't be fucking that spot up, you green, you, you, oh, <laughs> green horn. Uh, speaking of a good spot, at one point we see Sting get both FTR in the corner. Stinger splash. Darby comes in with a senton splash. We get that rising knee smash by a uh, punk, and uh, followed by another Stinger splash and even a death lock, a Stinger death lock, I should say. But MGF gets a handful of hair from behind, gets that bulldog, you know, that old school, not botched Randy Orton, Walls, and Jericho uh, counter from back in the day. If, if, oh, if, if you know, you know. Uh, at one point, uh, Punk gets the hot tag, goes on a one-man tear. Darby knocks Cash to the floor, then takes out MJF over and behind the timekeeper's table. And at one point, we do see a GTS attempt countered into a big rig, which looked so nice from FTR. Uh, but Sting breaks the uh, the cover, and we see MJF yeah, was... actually DDTs uh, Sting. And he it was a good sell, but then he no-sells and then yeah. launches MJF. Well, I, I kind of called it right when he hit. I'm like, I was like, oh, he's going he's gonna to do the... the the sting flex up instead of the Hulk up. You know yeah, I mean? I'm, I'm not mad at it. At this point, he didn't do it his whole career, so why not now? <laughs> That's how I feel about it. But he does, he takes uh, MJF by the nape of the neck and launches him out of the ring over the yeah, top of like face man. first as if he's thrown him through a, t- through a damn window. Like those but fools it, right? had to like catch him in midair so he didn't just Oh like, yeah, because he did, he was going to land on his if neck. They if they would have done him like Montez Ford, he definitely would have been paralyzed. Oh yeah, definitely, man. But uh, FTR does break his fall only for Sting to uh, hit a top rope diving crossbody to show everyone sure he did. still got it on sure the outside. Uh, at this point, Punk lines up MJF for a GTS, but Dax shoves him out the way and takes the bullet instead before Sting hits a Stinger death drop. Darby hits a whiplash-style coffin drop for the exclamation point to give the faces the win in the hometown. Uh, a good celebration, man. Post-match, MGF retreats up the ramp to the commentary table and grabs the headphones and says, you know, how much Punk is a bitch and ran from him the, the entire night like a scolded dog while the faces pose with their face paint in victory for the Tua uh, in the night. And uh, that was Dynamite this week, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of things, but just a lot of verbiage this week. Um, and then we had that very long main event, but I'm not mad. I think, you know, when you got multi-man and you got Sting in there, you know, I think it's a testament to Sting's cardio. He's not just on the floor waiting for 2.0 or whoever it is to get involved so he could walk over, you know, stalkingly towards them. You know what I mean? to Because he's great with his facials, even though he has paint, you know what I'm saying? But it was really nice to see Sting work a, a full match. It didn't feel like a squash. There was something for everybody. I didn't think there was really any time where I was like, that was unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't, you know, we said that about the Ruby match with the steel chair and everything. We didn't, we didn't get stuff like that in the main event. Like, we, like you said, we kept wondering, why is it so long? But it made sense. And, you know, a lot of it was picture in picture. But, yeah, man, that was uh, AEW Dynamite this week. And uh, we'll see what's up, man. We got uh, Christmas. Uh, I mean, that's about to be tomorrow um, for the, uh, the Rampage. And then we got, shit, what was it, the uh, New Year's Bash and... Battle of the Belts New and all Smash, that. I think is what it yeah, is. Maybe, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, one of the. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Holiday, Holiday Bash, Holiday and, Bash and, and New Year's Smash. Year's, yeah. Uh, this just in. 
Oh. Samoa Joe has been seen publicly in the WWE Performance Center for the first time since vacating the NXT Championship, which is ironic because he's one of the names I uh, was, was just, just talking about. Yeah, I was just about to say. As far as like where he's been, but um, yeah. Oh. Worth noting. I don't know what that means, but you know, the last thing he said was he's going to come back to recollect what's his, so yeah, we'll see where that's... A lot of people say a lot of things, but <laughs> we'll see what's in the script. Now that Vince is over there, too, so we'll see what's up. Yeah, I mean, I guess, oh, it's it's in the form of a, a photo he took with someone that's probably a uh, part of, like, the new... Oh, it was a part of a tryout, I guess. It's somebody he knew. Gotcha, okay. So, yeah, maybe, right. maybe he's the one who got him the tryout? We'll see. I don't know. Putting putting it down for a... Uh, for, 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 Cal- for Southern Cali out here. You know <laughs> I was like, for California, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that is the show, man. Um, I want to thank you guys for always doing what you do, and that's support what we do. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's everything we do here with the show, whether that's music, whether that's TikTok, that's news we're dropping, that's that's exclusive reports, or just, you know, plain old doing the reviews on both shows, man. We love to do it, and we're glad that uh, we have an audience to do it for. And, uh, you know, if you're not already, I don't know what you're not doing with your life, but following us on everywhere on social media, that is... At the Quincy Jones Show on yes, Instagram, sir. that is at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and of course uh, backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, and of course you can follow your boy at Quincy Jones Go anywhere you go to get your music as well, man. No mercy, still going strong, yes, man. Sir. And, uh, in case you ain't heard, uh, gonna be a special announcement about it in a couple days, man. Yes, but, um, sir. We're going to be filming a video, man, in uh, Southern California, uh, Burbank to be uh, exact. Um, if you're interested, hit me up. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, man. it's gonna we, we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to do something, man. We're trying to do something real cool, uh course wrestling related. Um uh, so yeah, man, again, if you're interested, hit me up. Yeah, bring your inner fandom. hundred percent, man. We need all that. Um I will give you the details uh if you fit the the role, if you, you will. Fit the bill. If you let me know. But uh Cancel on top call, of that, baby. uh make sure you also follow your boy, Doc Lesnar, the only, the only, only. hip hop hybrid, not only on Earth, but in Every planet, the entire solar system, not just this system, not just this universe, but every universe you can imagine. Multiverse, baby. Just make sure in every multiverse you follow this man for those five-star bars. There he are. Thank you, sir. Yeah, just and just to clarify, the only Triple H there is Facts. in the, in the <laughs> I'm just saying, in, in the wrestle rap community, in the nerdcore community, I'm just, just facts, straight oh, up. Want- you want to shoot? Fuck it, I'll shoot. I'll shoot. You know what I mean? But now, nah, if you guys, uh, those who tuned in the other day on Risk Takers Radio, you guys know what I'm talking about, man. And go we ahead appreciate and go. you if you did, but Yeah, way, definitely. And if you didn't man, catch it, check me out. Go to at Doc Lesnar on IG. Go to uh, my stories, man. You'll see it right there. It's a series along with some of the many adventures your friendly hip-hop hybrid goes through on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah. Tune uh, into that as yeah, well. Yeah, you know what it is. Also, follow me at Doc underscore KGS pod for all things uh, that have to do with this uh, podcast. You guys know what the scoops whether it's interviews whether it's just you know breaking news all that stuff or just promoting this good old damn good wrestling podcast the best wrestling podcast to you and yours you guys know what it is also follow me on mercari right now because you guys know what it, you know I, i've been talking about the merch i finally dropped it man it, it's been uh kind of a really good feedback but i got it on mercari right now i'm gonna go ahead and let you guys know uh doc lesnar go ahead and join the doc order i got the doc lesnar two sweet me foam finger the logo t with my logo on it i got the logo hat got the actual 
actual CD version of the uh, album that made it all possible. This is awesome. I had lighters on there. I got flagged because, uh, you know, you got to be 18 plus for that. So I, I was wondering uh, about uh, yeah, that one. I'm going to yeah, work yeah. that out. But I still have this uh, collector's uh, lapel pin as well. You guys want to follow me at Doc Lesnar on Mercari or go to Mercari backslash U backslash 348899676. That's 348899676. You guys know what it is. In the meantime, follow your boy at I'm Doc Lesnar on Twitter and Facebook and all that. In the meantime, man, it's uh, it'll be uh, you know, it's a good week. But I hope we have great holidays, man. To you yeah, and yours, man. but uh, other than and, that, and whatever you celebrate, if even if it's not yeah. Christmas, you know, the Hanukkah, long, Kwanzaa, as long as you with your peoples, we yeah. just want y'all to enjoy it and have a great, a great time. And uh, we got three words for you, yeah. man. Top guys, guys out. <laughs> <laughs>